everybody's got excuses, but you got one life to live, one life to give, one moment, one opportunity, boy, that's it, and it's all said and done, when the going gets tough, and the tough gets going, you just go ahead and run, cause opinions are like assholes, everybody has one, they're being constructive, or they jealous of the outcome, it's not about the times you fail, it's about the times you got up, is fact is you just playing the cause of foolishness what you think i'm doing is you gotta get up get going and just move on don't look towards the past you gotta groove on you procrastinating now you gotta get that motivation i already created a track gotta get up get going and get fucking hype go Welcome, everybody, to Thursday Night Rundown Yearly Review. I am Big Red. Yes, I am back after a month of absence. And I'm with, of course, the crazy one, the only, the man of the evening. Good crazy. What's happening, Big Red? Hope everyone's okay. This is going to be a sick episode. We're going to cap, uh, run down everything that happened this week. And we're going to do our year in review, best feuds, best ma- best uh, wrestler, best matches, wor- and worst of all those things. So let's get down to the greedy right now. Let's go. So let's start off with the rundown. Uh, not too much breaking news. I guess it's a slow week. I guess uh, being uh, close to Christmas, mm-hmm. some uh, the dirty sheets have been taking it easy recently. So uh, not too much breaking news. So let's go down with the rundown right away. And guys, like I say, feel free to comment or uh, interject whenever you guys want. So um, let's start off with SmackDown, okay. um, which was an okay episode. Yep. Uh, recently, uh, recently they've been um, getting better because since Triple H took over, it, there was a little span of time where it was actually getting uh, getting better. Then it uh, stagnated a bit, and now it's uh, starting again to get better. There are some key things that they need to focus on that they need to do that usually if they stick to wrestling and less uh, stupid promos and stuff like that, usually they'd be, they are great shows. So let's start with SmackDown. We started off right away with a bang with uh, the women's uh, uh, tag team championship match yeah. with the uh, damage control versus Liv Morgan and the returning Tegan Knox. Uh, I actually enjoyed this match. Uh, I'm really a big fan. I know I've said this before. Uh, big fan of Tegan Knox. So is uh, JLB. And um, I think this was a good, uh, good psychology, wrestling psychology, back and forth. It was a very, very good match. Uh, I think we're going to be seeing more from uh, this whole storyline of uh, Tegan Knox and Liv involving damage control, with also um, damage control uh, Bailey on Raw having also a sick match with uh, with Bex, with um, with Becky Lynch which they hadn't fought. I didn't even realize, but I heard the commentators talk about that they hadn't fought in like almost four years. So um, it's crazy when you think of it. Yeah. Uh, it's also, it's also crazy to think how time fucking flies pretty quickly. Yeah. So um, yeah, this match was good. Uh, how'd you think? What'd you think about um, this match that opened up SmackDown? I felt like it was a, a pay-per-view match, to be honest with you. It, it, uh, it was from one to 10 right away. Like, okay, let's go. It's Friday SmackDown, and it's time to uh, smack it down. Yep. Uh, actually, uh, that's a pretty good uh, pretty good opinion there, saying it's um, it, ha- it was a pay-per-view caliber match. I definitely agree with that. 
Uh, and we might see it uh, in a future pay-per-view, maybe Royal Rumble, um, because now there's no there's no pay-per-views until Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's probably a good um, opportunity for uh, Tegan Knox and Liv Morgan to have a rematch at uh, Royal Rumble. It's also, so then we, uh, also sorry, but it's also it's a good story when it co- for when it comes for the women's rumble. Sure, yeah. Because most probably usually um usually all these girls sometimes they have they have matches, but they're also gonna be in the women's Royal Rumble. So those are stories to follow during uh, during the Royal Rumble, yeah. the women's Royal Rumble. Uh because what, what do they say about the Royal Rumble? It's every woman, man for himself. So it's gonna be interesting to see how damage control yeah. uh, approaches it and how um Knox, Tegan Knox and Liv Morgan approach it. Um mm-hmm. that thing. So we might get some. We might get some tag teams breaking up. We might get some friction in some tag teams. But that's what's great about the Royal Rumble. It's my favorite uh, pay-per-view, the Rumble. Yeah, mine, mine too. I've said it before. It's definitely mine, uh, my favorite pay-per-view also. Uh, so I guess we, by talking about the, the Royal Rumble, I'm going to do a little shameless plug here. And uh, oh. we're, uh, we're, we're going to be doing a Rumble Bash a watch party for the Royal Rumble on uh, January 28th at the Portuguese Community Center on Hochelaga in the east end of Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, everybody, if you're interested to come to the most the most interesting pay-per-view of the year, you guys just come and join us. You guys are more than welcome. Food, so drinks, shameless. and rumble. Yes, that's it. Food, drinks, um, probably a lot of drinks, but uh, we'll see when we get there. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> shameless plug done. So, yeah, very, very happy with that match. It's going to be interesting to see how the story unfolds going forward. Then we had probably the best part. Well, no, not, uh, uh, I'm not going to go there. Not It wasn't the best part. It was maybe the second best part of uh, SmackDown where uh, LA Knight takes to the ring mm. and um, basically calls out uh, Bray Wyatt, saying, pointing out all the, um, all the times he was attacked. There was always a direct connection or you would see the mask in the background of Uncle right. Howdy, basically saying that Bray Wyatt is being a, a coward, hiding behind his uh, his um, uh, what do you say his uh, his other persona, right. uh, which he was thinking Uncle Howdy was another one of um, of Bray Wyatt's characters. We ended up finding out while well, Bray Wyatt comes down to the ring, it basically gives him another chance to apologize. Continues to say that it wasn't him, it wasn't him that attacked him. So LA Knight proceeds to beat the fuck out of uh, out of Bray Wyatt, and then the mystery uh, mystery man called Uncle Howdy made his appearance after a long uh, video kind of package, a music playing, and Uncle Howdy comes out, and uh, to LA Knight's um, surprise, surprise, shock, um, even Bray Wyatt, which was laughing uh, at the beginning, kind of saying, "I told you so." Um, even him at the end, towards the end of the segment, was more um, in shock uh, type of thing. So um, we still don't know who Uncle Howdy is. Uh, Uncle, yeah, Uncle Howdy. We have uh, we have a lot of, I guess, speculation out there in the internet and in the dirty sheets about, <coughs> excuse me, about how, about who is Uncle Howdy. I have my idea. I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. We think it's um, Bo, Bo Dallas yeah. here. But he seemed pretty, I don't know, he seemed more, um, how do you say, square, bigger shoulders than Bo, um, than Bo Dallas, but that could be uh, anything by, uh, yeah. that he was wearing underneath that jacket. Also, but it's you still been think a while. it's Bo Dallas? 
well, it's been a while we haven't seen him. Well, there was been there's been actually no news actually that he was rehired since he was uh, since he right. was released. So if yeah. if he if he has been rehired and it is, and it is him, then they are keeping this very under the wraps. And I'm surprised that no sources have gone to Uncle Dave, uh, Dave Meltzer here, to um, spill the beans and maybe get this. Uh, but that's this, uh, out of the bag. That's, that's what makes it more um, interesting. Yep. Yep. Of course. I totally agree. If we'd have known, we, then there would have been no point in continuing. Exactly. If it was Bo, but oh, look, it's Bo. Whatever. Yeah. He's doing a good job. a lot of the interest. Yes, I agree. Totally. But so, I'm really, I'm really interested in, the, in, in this, um, not interested was not the right word. I'm really invested in this, um, in this uh, storyline going on. I know some people might be a bit, a bit uh, bored. Well, not bored, but pissed because it, it seems like it's taking a long time to drag out. But that's the um, point. Yeah, that's the we point. Used to, we used to complain that the, the WWE didn't know how to do long term. Now exactly. we're doing now. Now he's they're doing long term. Come on. Yeah, I, I yes, that's totally right. Uh, we do we have complained about uh, about WWE getting involved in uh, in long term storytelling, and they're actually doing it. And now we're still complaining. So I guess wrestling fans, marks, uh, smarks, uh, like to complain one way or the other. And uh, my, but but I love it. My thing, or my thing, what I'm interested. Is how Bliss is going to get in in the story. Yeah, because we see this more and more each week. She's getting more and more um, involved in the storyline in her own like kind of separate way. We've seen her um, try to go for the the sister Abigail on um, on the what's her name Bianca Belair. We've seen her uh, get in a trance kind of kind of way when. Um, when she sees the white rabbit on the screen backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, and now this past week on Raw, we saw her. Well, it wasn't kind of, I, I think this one on Raw wasn't really um, like don't that much me, connected I mean. to the Bray Wyatt. No, 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 don't worry about it. Uh, it was not that much connected to Bray Wyatt because it didn't seem like she was like in a trance or something took over her. She just seems to get more and more like, like evil type of uh, type of way. And when she hits Bianca with the, um, the glass with the, with the vase, yeah, with the vase. Um, you see it that it's more like her t- telling Bianca, "Listen, you stop worrying about Bray Wyatt, and this is not about, uh, this is not about Bray Wyatt. I'm more dangerous. Bray Wyatt's not a danger to you. I'm more of a danger to you." So I, I really like that, um, and I, I think more and more as weeks go, we're gonna see uh, we're gonna see Alexa more and more involved in the storyline with Bray. Now, so yeah, go ahead. Question for question for you. When Bliss, how do I explain this? When Bliss goes completely with Bray, mm-hmm. and she has her matches, do you think Bray's going to be with her, or do you think it's going to be Uncle Her Hardy? Oof, good question. Because technically, we don't know. Like as this sto- story unfolds, mm. we really don't know who's the leader in this um, in this cult kind of uh, thing. No, but the way it seems it's- like it's Uncle Howdy, yeah, yeah. The way it's going like, with the storyline with um, Bray seems it, that uh, um, Uncle is the higher, higher, higher power. Yeah, that the way they're playing it out, it seems like that. Um, the way he's manipulating or trying to manipulate Bray seems like he's the one that's pulling the strings here. Mm-hmm. But I think there's still a lot to the story yet that we don't know about. Uh, so uh, this past Friday was kind of the. Um, like the first time that we're actually getting a new 
uh, a new level to the storyline. Right. So hopefully, hopefully it doesn't take another five six weeks to get another uh, to get another level. Uh, hopefully, maybe because the SmackDown was uh, pre-recorded for this Friday for tomorrow's episode, so they recorded it last week. Um, I've read the spoilers. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say them here, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of um, um, involvement in uh, the Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt does appear on the on this, this SmackDown's edition. Um, but it doesn't seem like there's too much of uh, an evolve uh, involvement in uh, in the storyline. So but hopefully we don't go another five six weeks uh, without getting involved. Didn't it come out that technically they have a storyline for Bray in, uh, until Mania? Yeah, I think uh, that was leaked. Yes, I think it was leaked from. Uh, I think it comes. Um, I don't know I think... by, from what it was leaked, but I think it was uh, Triple H that had mentioned this on a podcast or something. Or I remember something in this matter about saying that. Well into 2023, uh, Bray's uh, story continues and is already uh, written. So the way I take that as, it's going to be a full, a full circle at Mania. Like they were going to get all the answers? Everything? Like, not not everything, but like a big... Okay. Like the frame. The frame the frame of the, the story. Okay. Like okay. we're going to know what's going on, but not what exactly is going to go on. Okay, okay. Yeah, it would it would it would make sense because this would be a good setup. I think WrestleMania would be a good time to have Bray's first big match. I'm not yeah. saying like uh not have matches in between now and WrestleMania. Maybe some matches on on TV, maybe him appearing at the Rumble. Uh, but the Rumble I wouldn't ones. I wouldn't put Bray on SmackDown. No. But it depends in what context. Like if you do me like, like what we've I, seen in a like sense of now. No, no, I'm mean, in a sense of I wouldn't want to see Bray wrestle at on SmackDown. Okay. Um, That's what I mean. But like this what he's doing now, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah interesting. But, but wrestling, yeah, yeah. I get in it. Maybe, sense we'll of, see, maybe we'll see an appearance in the Rumble. That would make a bit sense. Uh, uh, a bit of sense. But I don't see um I don't see him having any big matches before Mania. So maybe the having his first big match at WrestleMania with that entrance in front of a hundred thousand people. That will be fucking great. But he, I think his first match is going to be at Rumble with uh, Knight. No? It could very well be possible, but I don't know if they're going to go that that route right away. I don't know. I wouldn't, put, I wouldn't put his first match on a SmackDown or a Raw. It depends mm. on the importance of the match and what the finish is. You know, it could be a That's match true. and have a non-finish or something like that, or Uncle That's Howdy true. comes in and interferes. Or I would do something like the the Friday before SmackDown, before a Royal Rumble. A Raw Rumble, and the continuation on Raw. Yeah, that could on, be on uh, Rumble. I mean, Sorry. that could be that could be a way to go, um, a way to go for uh, for that storyline. So yeah, we uh, probably um, there is some things going to happen tomorrow that are interesting. So guys, keep, watch uh, uh, watch uh, SmackDown tomorrow because Bray does have a little episode, uh, but. Um, Nothing that you'll say, okay, this is the next step in the story. But really, the next step in the story was last week, and now we'll uh, probably have to wait till in the in the beginning of the new year to get um, further development in they're, this story. They're cooling down the storyline. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Then after right that, we had probably, yeah, I'm comfortable with saying probably the best match on SmackDown there. Um, Gunther? With Gunther versus Ricochet. Huh. Uh, 
I'm I'm really happy they're finally giving Ricochet some uh, some quality matches on TV. Because about time since, since winning the World Cup, the FIFA, the FIFA, the the Fox wrestling Long game World started. Cup. Yeah, <laughs> um, it he's been he's been on fire. I didn't expect him to beat Gunter, uh, no. but the fact that they still made him look strong. Yes, I I, I appreciate that mm -hmm. for uh, for Ricochet. Uh, made... I would like I would like to see Ricochet go far in the Rumble here. Not saying win it, but be in the final four or five. I would really like uh, Ricochet because of his athleticism, might uh, might be something to watch for in the Royal Rumble. That match reminded me of old um, NXT take take takeover matches. Yep, and the quality of and the style. Yeah, I agree. It, that I agree. was so it, was, it, it showed that Triple H was behind that. Yes, yes, yeah, definitely showed that Triple H was the, the booker behind the, behind that. I don't know who produced the match, but uh, but Gunter versus Ricochet, I'm uh, really uh, really enjoyed that match. And I, I'm would like I just said, I would really like to see Ricochet go far in the Rumble, mm -hmm. uh, get his time. Maybe in the final four would be good. Having a few close calls, a few athletic um, athletic um, displays. Of athleticism, that's the word I was looking for. Displays of athleticism by Ricochet would be uh, would be warranted uh, from this fan here of Ricochet because I really like Ricochet. He's not the best on the mic, so I don't know if he could ever be the top player in the game, but definitely uh, a U.S. title, uh, intercontinental title type uh, wrestler, no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. uh, then after that, we had the tag uh, the uh, the tag team triple threat match. With uh, Viking Raiders, uh, um, what's their their name? Fantasma, Legado del Fantasma, yeah. and uh, Hit Row. So after, it was an okay match. Um, it's really hard to follow up, uh, have a good match after yeah. the style of match that you had before with Gunther and Ricochet. But they managed to pull through, and they had a good match. And uh, I think they're fixing, or Triple H is fixing the problem. Uh, the mistakes he made when when he brought the hit row back he brought mm. hit row back and hit row uh without swerve obviously uh which they're always missing something i still think they're missing that 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 leader that that big time player which i still think might be carmelo hayes coming up uh, to the main roster um mm. but at least now they're not making them look bad like they were doing every single week getting them destroyed getting them uh, <coughs> Getting them get a beating every week, so now they actually come out on top of this match, which was a, an okay match. Uh, I don't think it hurts Viking Raiders at all here. Um, maybe Fantasma a bit, maybe uh, Legado del Fantasma a bit, because uh, they lost again, if I'm not mistaken, on the recent after SmackDown. I think they lost on. Uh, let me check my notes here. Uh, I think they lost on Raw again. I'm not sure. Do they? Uh, I love. I love the the. Direction they're putting the Vikings. Yep, I believe finally, the. Go ahead. I finally they're putting them where they be, should have been since the beginning. Yep, not uh, playing uh, tournaments with uh, other tag teams. Yeah, uh, definitely they're not the, the. They shouldn't be doing any comedic uh, no. roles in uh, this. This is, a, this is a tag team that wherever they went before main roster, uh, whether it's Japan, whether it's NXT. We're a destructive tag team, and that's what they have to be. I'm probably going to get heat for this, but heat is good heat. Yeah, they are. They are. They are our generation demolition. 
Um, not in okay, not in quality of wrestling, but I'm talking about character wise. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying, but I think I think they're better. Uh, they're more talented than Demolition in the ring. Yes, yes, that's what I mean. But I'm talking about character wise, the way like like Demolition, we, we they were a team that we, we they were Demolition. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, the, the, their gimmick was going in and destroying other tag teams. That's what I'm uh, saying. And and in, in that aspect, yes, we do see Viking Raiders uh, destroying uh, their other tag teams, and that's what we want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'll compare their style of wrestling, the style here, uh, more to uh, LOD than um, than Demolition. Uh, okay. They're athletic uh, and destructive. So I think I think Legion of Doom was both athletic and destructive. Yeah. Um, uh, Hulk and Animal, Animal, mm-hmm. a former uh, football professional football player. And uh, very, it would come in also destructive. Um, they wouldn't maybe uh, squash as many tag teams as Demolition, but the, they're definitely the, the quality of matches was was better than the, the quality of matches of Demolition. Um, but I understand your comparison. And Viking Raiders, this is what I I need to see from Viking Raiders. Um, I would like them to have a champ- to have a, a tag to be tag champions for a good run uh, mm-hmm. in 2023. So I'm not saying before uh, before Mania. Maybe after Mania would be better. Start the run after there, but I would like to see them um, as tag team champions because I think they deserve it. I think they're credible as tag team champions, and I think they could have a good run and be really over with the with the fans uh, as tag team champions. So, and with um, um, with their manager, what's her name now? Ooh, um, uh, what's her name? Val. Something with a V. Viola, uh, Viola. Viola or something like that. Uh, I, um, it makes a difference. Oh, yes. It makes a difference. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. And uh, she's much more um, uh, She's much more relevant right yeah. now than she was in uh, uh, before. So um, the name change is good. Uh, she's married with Eric, if I'm not mistaken, from the Viking Raiders. Yes. So... Um, it fits good. The chemistry is there. We haven't heard her talk yet since she uh, since they came back with her. So the mystery part is also interesting here. Uh, but yeah, Viking Raiders, destructive uh, tag team, and I hope they continue mm-hmm. that into 2023. And uh, maybe a title run for them uh, would be uh, would be fun for uh, for us fans to watch. So uh, that was the tag team triple threat with uh, obviously hit row, like I was saying coming out on top in this, which I was surprised because those are those are three good tag teams. And Hit Row coming out on top uh, makes them, puts a bit back uh, some um, some credibility to Hit Row that had, they had lost in the first few weeks coming back into the company. Uh, and then we had the, the final segment of SmackDown with the bloodline coming down to the ring. And... Um, so basically, we had seen early on in segments, in backstage segments, uh, Roman asking for um, a match with him and Sammy versus Kevin Owens and the partner of his choice. So before we found out who the the partner, the mystery partner was, the uh, who was uh, who were you thinking was going to be the mystery partner? Um. I really didn't have. I didn't really have anyone. To be honest with you, I was. I was thinking of someone already active. Yeah. But like, I didn't like John Cena did not come through my head. Absolutely not. I didn't expect that. Um, 
So I was thinking maybe it was going to be somebody like in the, the in the, um, I thought like, like McIntyre or something. Or Drew, yeah, Drew or Elias, something like that. Yeah. So um, then we find we get appearing on the big uh, on the big screen. We get an appearance from John Cena while uh, while Roman is uh, kind of building up this match, and um, John Cena says that somebody mentioned to him that this is the first time in I don't remember exactly the number of years, but I think it's nineteen or eighteen years something. I think it's eighteen years. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, but he said it would be the first time in 18 years that he hasn't had one match in a full calendar year in the, in WWE. So we saw it coming. As soon as he said that, we saw him coming. Uh, so he ends up saying that on um, on the SmackDown. Is it the SmackDown or Raw edition of uh, the 30th? SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown, yeah. So on the SmackDown, the last SmackDown of the year, on uh, December 30th, John Cena will be tagging up with KO Kevin Owens to face Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. And he finishes off the segment with a little um, rhyme, Christmas rhyme for, um, for Roman, which was, uh, which was funny there. Um, he even says the, the S word, the shit. He uses mm-hmm. his shit in his, uh, in his kind of uh, end of the segment rhyme there. So I'm... Like this, this really popped me up. Like I really popped when I when I saw John Cena. Uh, people that know me for a long time know that maybe for the first ten years of uh, John Cena's career, I was not his biggest fan at all. Uh, but he he has earned, and the 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 key word here is earned my respect um, in the last ten years of his um, his career. So I'm really excited to see John Cena. Um, mm-hmm. I think this match is going to be, hopefully, I don't think, but I hope, I hope that this match is going to be a banger. Don't be, uh, don't do anything, uh, any stupid shenanigans like uh, cut it short with an interference or something or the story. I, I want to see this match go from bell to bell. Um, would be would be nice. Um, I, other than I just. That, I, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Finish your thoughts. Sorry. I, I, I just, I think that they're going to use this match as maybe to further the story between Sammy and uh, Roman and Kevin Owens. That's what I, I was going to say. Don't. I just want to see if Kevin, if Sammy's actually going to hit Kevin. I still, I said, now, give me, hear, hear me out. One, I find that uh, Sammy is getting more bigger than the bloodline right now. Yeah, I could see why you would say that. Yeah, okay. And I have a, f- and I have a feeling that this is a plan between Sammy and Kevin Owens. I wouldn't be surprised. I think we, I think I've even even mentioned that on the podcast already. Oh, have you? Oh, there you go. Green minds think alike. Um, I really think this could be a, um, a plot. A plot by uh, by Sammy and um, and Ko. Um, I really think it's time for the development or for the end of this story with uh, Sammy and the Bloodline. And I'll explain yeah. this. And I know some people might be pissed off because they're really enjoying this. But before this before this whole thing falls stale, mm-hmm. so already they're using uh, they're using UC, UC way too much. It's no longer yes. funny. Nope. Um, 
Sami Uso is okay. I guess that they're using it, but some of these um, some of these uh, segments are becoming are becoming stale. So before people say fuck this shit, I don't want to I don't want to see this anymore. It's not interesting no more. It's time for for the plot to uh, thicken, for the plot twist here, mm-hmm. if you will. So I think I think that match with Cena, a lot of people would think, okay, this is the perfect time for have this plot twist. But I don't want to see it there. No, I want to see it. I want to see it at the uh, like Jeff would say here. I want to see a payoff for this plot twist. So obviously, the best time for this plot twist would be at Royal Rumble because that's where the most eyes are going to be on this. Right. So the the turn, whichever it is, if it's if it's the bloodline that turns on Sammy or Sammy that turns on the bloodline, which I think we we uh, we have the same opinion here. We think it's Sammy that's going to turn on the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um. But it could go either way. I think the best time for this would be at the Royal Rumble. So um, for December 30th, SmackDown edition, we have a big... Well, I could say this is a pay-per-view caliber match, right? Oh, yeah. Cena Cena and and KO versus Sami and uh, Roman. Definitely. Probably probably two two of those wrestlers are probably the, the best wrestlers of the last 20 years. You're saying uh, Cena and Roman, or yeah, Roman and oh. uh, and Cena. Uh, now, when I say best wrestlers, I don't mean just wrestling in the in the ring. I mean like overall, in, ge- like, in general. In yeah. general. Um, okay, let me rephrase that. I think we have the two most over wrestlers in the last twenty years in yes. in Cena and Roman. So definitely pay per view caliber match, and we probably have. Um, for the last 10 years that they've been in WWE, counting their time in NXT, probably the two next uh, most all-around uh, over and uh, good wrestlers with Sami and KO. So mm-hmm. I think this is a very big match, and I hope they give them the TV time that it deserves. So because because of commercial breaks, mm-hmm. it's re- very hard to have a 20-minute match on, uh, on TV, like a 20, 25-minute match of good wrestling on tv i understand that because it goes like two or sometimes even three commercial breaks and that kills the momentum a bit so it doesn't have to be a long match but give me 10 minutes of of a fire here um people will of people popping people will enjoy it people will be grateful and i think uh, i think uh, december 30th might be the highest viewed smackdown of the year well at least has the potential for it I would be surprised if we get an announcement that the next, the last hour of SmackDown is commercial free. I well, surprised. that would be a good idea. Or at least, or at least a half, the last half hour. Maybe have a company um, buy the last half hour of uh, basically mm-hmm. what they do is so they, they, they don't do breaks in the last half hour. And um, that they, they say, okay, let's say, for example, I don't want to give some cheap uh, promotion here to any company, but let's say. Snickers. Um, Snickers, yes. Let's say Snickers. Let's say um, the the next half hour is commercial free and is brought to you by Snickers, right? Mm-hmm. So type type of thing like we've seen before uh, being done. So yeah, that was um, that was a great news. So can't wait till December thirtieth for that um, for that tag match. Then um, <clears throat> I guess there's um, okay. We'll continue with we'll continue with WWE and then we'll hit um, we'll hit AEW. After so, um, 
Oh, I just realized I don't have uh, notes for Rampage, so we'll just do that dynamite. So, um, so yeah, so Raw starts off with um, um, what's uh, Akira uh, Tozawa? Well, first it was um, uh, my God, Judgment Day. Yeah, that's it. Judgment Day versus <laughs> the Street, Street Profits. Thank you. Um, couldn't read what I wrote there. Uh, yeah, Judgment Day versus Street Profits. It was um okay, man. Okay, yeah, it was okay. Uh, and, uh, I they have, they have, I think it's time for the true profits to um cut the cut it loose. Um, I don't know if I would agree with that. I, I'm like they're getting so much, like not better because they're always like kind of good. But I find they I find they're stale. Mm. Well, maybe the segments. The segments maybe, they do, the backstage, the backstage uh, promos and all that. Maybe I would, I would agree or get close to agreeing with you on that. But they always put on entertaining matches, though. And that's true. The work, the work that these two have put on in the last six months, uh, whether it's Angelo uh, and Montez um, in their physique, mm-hmm. with with, with uh, Angelo Dawkins losing a lot of weight and getting more uh, cut, and mm-hmm. uh, and Montez Ford adding weight. But getting bulkier, I think, uh, which he's already a great athlete. So is Angelo Dawkins. But Angelo Dawkins has been, I think he's the longest ever um, wrestler to stay in uh, in, develop, in development. Um, oh, yeah? In the farm system. Yeah, I think it was six, I think it was six or seven years um, that he stayed wow. in NXT. Well, NXT before even before appearing on TV, he was doing the house shows. But he, he until he got like the real gimmick with the the Street Profits here, uh, he was the longest. I think he has the record for the longest in the in develop um, in NXT. So uh, I'm uh, uh, I would like them maybe to get another title run. Maybe Don't really see how how over they really are um, because their title run wasn't quite what we were looking for. It was still in there the event. It was still in the Vince era, mm-hmm. so it wasn't really. Um, they were doing a lot of that comedic stuff and st- uh, and shit. So uh, I would like to see that serious title run to see how over they could get, and or if they still have time together, or if it's time to separate them. I think but, it's time uh, to separate, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and then uh, we had Akira Tazawa, which uh, me and JLB are really happy that um, they're taking away the ninja gimmick for him and and yes, giving him back. Uh, his uh, pure wrestling um, um, character, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Akira Tozawa will was facing for the first time, I think, ever. Oh no, not know. ever. Maybe this not is ever China. Because... Yes, exactly. So or, uh, Be- or Beth Phoenix. I think both of them. Well, China guaranteed because China faced uh, Chris Jericho, right? For right, uh, for right. Intercontinental title. She was Intercontinental title uh, title holder, champion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's probably in the few times. We, we agree that we haven't seen la- intergender say, matches uh, a lot in WWE. We could say since uh, a decade. Since it's been 10 years about. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, fair to assume it's been around 10 years. So we have Akira Tozawa versus Rhea Ripley. Okay. Now let me give me... Uh, let, let me... Okay, let me rant over here for a bit. Rant away, my friend. So... If you're going to have an intergender match, Mm -hmm. I'm listening. Have it all the way. Don't do this fucking bullshit, no punches, no kicks, that Akira Tozawa is obviously not allowed to punch or kick um, kick Rhea. Okay? 
because that takes away from the match. People notice right away. Um, it, it just doesn't fit. Listen, this is wrestling. Um, I understand the whole suspension of disbelief here, but I, I don't think I don't think a kick from uh, Tazawa done the way. Uh, I think he's uh, professional enough to protect Rhea uh, doing those kicks and punches. If he can protect a guy uh, or a man getting those uh, getting those kicks and those punches, I think he could do the same to Rhea. And I think Rhea can definitely take them. Okay, so that's w w what I was pissed about was when I obviously noticed that he wasn't allowed to kick her and uh, and uh, punch her. So uh, please, if you're gonna if you're gonna do this in the future. Uh, an intergender uh, match. Please let them go all the way. Um, see, they didn't but, mention. They didn't mention that he wasn't allowed to kick or thing, or at least I think they didn't mention. No, but it didn't. was obvious. So, but, but it was clearly obvious. But what I what I I agree with you, and and I was telling myself, you, you cannot punch or kick, but yet you could go on the top rope and sm do a flying splash. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, I think. I think I think or I think he did a, a German suplex also. Yes, if, if I'm not mistaken. So I think a German suplex, you have more risk of of uh, of doing it wrong and and injuring her than a kick to the chest or uh, or an open um, yeah a clothesline uh, or something open open fist uh, uh, mm -hmm. punch or whatever. So uh, that's what I didn't like. I didn't like if you're gonna do that. Um, I appreciate that Triple H is open to the idea because. Some I've seen some intergender matches uh, involving Candice LeRae and Penelope Ford um, that are absolute fucking bangers, like really, really good matches. So um, I don't think there's a problem here. These guys are professionals. These guys and these girls are professionals. They can protect each other. So that was my beef with the uh, with Akira versus Rhea. Very well said. Um, Rhea gets the pin here. Mm hmm. Um, well, I feel we figured he was she was gonna win. Yes, yes. Uh, I have no problem with Rhea winning because no. Rhea is definitely has taken the top spot in Judgment Day. I think she is Judgment Day. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I think she is. I think without without Rhea, Judgment Day uh, collapses. That because Damien, Damien Priest is shit. Mm -hmm. He's okay in the ring, but he's shit. Um, I don't care I about love, Finn. I love Finn. In the ring, but on the mic, he shit. Mm. Uh, and Dominic, to maybe Pass. keep people's surprise here, Dominic is getting better. Um, I think Rhea is making him better. This whole storyline with, yes, with, okay. with Rhea M Mommy, is, yeah. is making him better, and he's evolving, and he's learning very quickly. Okay, he's but... still far away from being anything close to his dad or being a top, uh, a top guy. But he's definitely improving, and that, that's all I ask of him for now. I don't, I don't expect you to go to a zero to a hundred in um, in two weeks. But if I see improvement and you progressing every week, then you're starting to uh, you're starting to win me over. So continue like that, and uh, maybe eventually you can become uh, a maybe not a top guy, but a mid card guy or a top okay, mid card. But is other storyline mm -hmm. is Dom Dominic and Rhea a couple? Well, they never really confirmed it, but that's what they're insinuating every time, right? Right. Because okay, I mean, that's uh, it. It's back and forth. I think they were there. Um, I might be mistaken here, uh, but I think like at one point they were like even holding hands or something. So, um, okay. So, so I think that's what they're insinuating, 
but they never mentioned the mention it um, right. bluntly out front that uh, they're um, they're a couple. So yes, and the the main theme. So that was Akira versus Rhea Ripley. the uh, The main theme of this of this uh, Raw episode was the bloodline was basically attacking everybody mm-hmm. backstage, right? Uh, coming to the ring, basically they were pissed. the The Usos were saying that they run WWE. Well, the bloodline runs WWE, and um, and that the they're gonna show John Cena who who really are the top dogs here. So um, that was the theme behind it. They were attacking basically everybody. Uh, then we had uh, the original club, the OC, versus Alpha Academy. Another good, very good match. Uh, these guys, these guys are uh, Alpha Academy are good, and so is the OC. We know how the Good Brothers are um, are good. This was uh, because last week we missed the OC in. Um, because of Carl Anderson being in, in Japan. So he was back this week. And uh, for January 4th, he will be back in Japan. So to defend his uh, title, his open weight title against Tamatonga. So um, it was good to see them back on Raw uh, and have a good match. Enjoyed it. Not many, uh, not too much of a story behind it. This is not to advance any storyline or anything. Um, well, other than the fact of the Usos attacking everybody there. But uh, I I enjoyed this match and it's good. When you have a three hour show, yes, you need to advance the stories that you're telling, but, uh, so people people get hooked and want to come back and watch the next week. But in three hours, you have time to put in matches that are uh, that um, that are going to be bangers and that people are going to enjoy watching. So I think this was one of them: the OC versus Alpha Academy with uh, the Good Brothers getting the win here. Then we had the, what we talked about earlier, the Alexa-Bianca segment backstage where the Alexa breaks the vase over, um, over Bianca Belair here. Mm-hmm. So that's continuing that story. Um, will Alexa, I have a question for you. Will Alexa be uh, take that belt off Bianca? Will it be Alexa? Like now or? Well, the, the, their match is... Uh, is that is that Rumble? Is it, or, is it, or is it next week? I think it's next week. Okay. Um, if it's next week, no. If it's at the Rumble, yes, with the help of Bray. I think this, w- this would be the the best time for this plot twist with Alexa and Bray. Mm. Uh, and the best way to start off this new gimmick or character for Alexa would be with the title. Mm-hmm. And I like what she said, what she told Bianca. She goes... Listen, I've been I was champion long before you even came into this company. Which which is very true. Which is very true. Uh so uh, and she could put on some matches. So um so I have no problem with Alexa. If it's to start off this new character, I have no problem with Alexa uh taking over this title from Bianca. Do you think um, do you think Alexa is going to be with uh, the doll or or without the doll? I don't think she'll be with the doll. No, uh, I don't think she'll be with the doll. No. I think it's be more edgier with Triple H now. Yeah, I think, be I think more, we, we uh, haven't seen the doll in a while, right? No. Well, technically, s- someone pointed on Facebook. Dexter had it in his nil tr- um, puss puss there. Oh, uh, that he was uh, uh, that he was moving around with him there. Yeah. Okay. So then maybe that was another hint that maybe Dexter's gonna be with Bray. Yeah, because we know that these new uh, the, the new um, 
head of creative, well, head mm-hmm. of creative is Triple H, but the one underneath him, mm-hmm. uh, really likes these Easter egg things, like leaving, yeah. uh, leaving hints here and there for stuff. So it might have something to do with that. Uh, we don't know. Dexter might be one of those um, one of those six characters from the uh, from the the Wyatt the, the White Rabbit uh, stuff going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So that's very very possible there. Um, then we had oh, then we had Miz versus uh, Dexter here in a ladder match, mm-hmm. which was okay. I enjoyed this ladder match and mm-hmm. good spots some um, from both, and we had the return of Bronson Reed. A.K.A. Jonah from uh, from New Japan Pro. What I like, I'm gonna assume this is Triple H is doing. Yeah, but not all of them, but most of them, they come back. We don't know that they're coming back. Yeah, most of them have been surprises. Yes, love it. Yeah, uh, love nobody, it, love it, love it. Nobody expected this. Um, <sighs> I totally, to be honest with you, I totally forgot about him. Uh, Jonah was having kind of a, he had a great J1, G1. Yes, um, that I know. And in New he, Japan. He, was, he so, was an impact for a, a short while, right? And he, he was also an impact, but it really, since he since he's gone, his, he's really flourished is in the New Japan. New, New especially Japan, yes. in that G1, he had some great matches. Now, recently, he was more in the American division of uh, New Japan, where mm-hmm. most, most of his matches were on um, New Japan Strong. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are pissed. Like, oh, why would you do that? Uh, why would you come back to WWE? You were getting so uh, so good uh, outside WWE. You know, now they're just gonna bury you, put you. Listen, you know how many wrestlers their dream, their number one dream, is to be in WWE. Mm. Like they've dreamed since they were kids. You know, like we dreamed when we were playing hockey in the streets that we played for the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Or when we're playing soccer that we played for, we were playing for Portugal or whatever. Well, that's what a lot of wrestlers that are huge fans of wrestling growing up, usually they all their dream was all to be in WWE. So who the I, fuck are we to judge him for going back to and pursuing his dream? I want to be Hulk Hogan's towel, uh, towel man, towel boy. Yeah, why, why not? All that sweat and shit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah man. And um, he's... He's actually made a big impact in this. Uh, this was I like the way they, they did this comeback. Yeah, the way they did it. He had an imbe- a big impact on the match. Um, okay, maybe some people would have liked the reaction of the crowd to be a bit better, but it was okay. But like, where were where where were they? Oh, the city. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember now. I don't remember where they were because it also depends there's some cities that are like bomb and there's some cities that are just nah. yeah there's that also some uh, some cities react differently or have a it wasn't chicago more... no no because if it was chicago they'd be freaking out chicago has a good fan base yes but there's also there's something here to account um for wwe is a lot of especially the main roster is a lot of casual fans um true. that watch just wwe I would just watch true. Raw or SmackDown. Right. So right. some people don't know who Bronson Reed is. Like mm-hmm. the people that the people like us that watch um that watch AEW, that watch NXT, yeah. and that are good, that are um wrestling fans, like the pure wrestling fans. Yes, we know who Bronson Reed is. We know who Jonah is. But the casual fan that watches just SmackDown or Raw may might not know Bronson Reed all that well, or m- might not have seen him many times. So 
it's okay. It was a shock for some that didn't know him, but mm. the people that didn't know him did react. And um, he seems like a force, and that's where he needs to be. So that the, the whole problem with, with NXT moving up with these guys from NXT moving up to the main roster during Vince's era was how they were going to be booked on the main roster. Right. And now with that being out of the question, uh, with having Triple H being uh, the head booker here, uh, like w- we see how they're supposed to be developed. You you develop them a certain way in, in in your in your development system, and then you bring them on the main roster with completely different uh, different attributes that made him popular and good right. in NXT. And I so, hate when they change their name. Like why? Oh, that's, that's the worst because already people don't know him, so you're confusing people even more. But uh, so I think this was done. This was done right by Triple mm. H. Um, and I hope they continue. Okay, I guess he, it looks like he's going to be associated with Miz here. Um, mm. And we've seen, other than um, other think, than what's his face um, that was with Miz before, Dexter. The last one. Uh, no, that got hurt. That's uh, out on injury now. Tommaso. Tommaso, yes. Yeah, uh, Champa. Other than other than Tommaso Champa, every time somebody's associated or given or given to be uh, to go on TV or be associated with the Miz, it's, uh, every time usually it works out good. Uh, except for Tommaso, but I, I don't know if they had enough time to develop that. But usually, you work with uh, you work with the Miz, and uh, you get over. It. So hopefully, uh, well, he can be like the big bodyguard and the protector, and the guy that uh, maybe helps yeah. Miz uh, move up the ladder here. And well, uh, the way the way I see this planning out now is that it's gonna still it's gonna be a, a rivalry, and then the Rumble it's gonna be a tag match. With Dexter and Johnny versus uh, Miz and uh, Miz and Bronson, Bronson, Bronson with yeah. with um, perhaps Tampa Chapa coming back and being with the Miz. So m- maybe Miz will have a little th- a three man stable. Mm-hmm. You would say it would be like kind of a that would be a huge heel move because people if if Tommaso Champa comes back like. A, a, Let's say I, I would think a tag match would be more fitting for a TV, and maybe have a maybe have a Miz versus Johnny at a pay per view would be more uh, would be mm. more pay per view quality match, and then have Tommaso Ciampa come back where everybody thinks and he makes it look like he's helping his good old friend from um, from DIY uh, Tommaso uh, Johnny Wrestling Johnny Gargano, and maybe have him turn on Johnny Gargano and help Miz. Uh, that would be a huge heel. It would get huge heat from the crowd, and I think uh, that would be a good way to book it here in this whole uh, Miz, Johnny Gargano, Dexter, and now Bronson Reed storyline. Uh, then we had probably the best match of Raw, and I'm so happy we got to see it here, was Sammy versus AJ Styles. Yep. Um, these guys are probably two of the best in uh, in-ring wrestlers. In WWE, mm-hmm. and um, they just they just perform. They just perform, and um, every time they um, every time they make it, uh, they're involved in something. They make it work. Uh, AJ has been one hell of a soldier here for um, for WWE since he's been there. Uh, he takes on anything that people ask of him, um, even sometimes if it's dumb or stupid, mm-hmm. and he just does it. So. Um, Kudos to AJ Styles and uh, 
kudos for uh, Triple H for booking this because this has nothing to do with the Sammy storyline, with the bloodline, right? Thing, other than obviously, again, the Usos attacking um, the OC here. There's not been really a connection here uh, between Sammy and AJ, and they let them have this match, and it was a great match. So, really, really enjoyed <laughs> this match. Uh, maybe I wouldn't even. Um, maybe I would have even put it as the main event. Uh, of Raw, I think it deserved to be the main event. I, I, I guess we got a, a main event caliber match in the main mm -hmm. event here with Seth and KO versus the Usos. Um, and I, I know it fit the story that they were telling throughout Raw because after the Sami and AJ, the, the, the attacking, the Usos, the bloodline attacking, then the, them showing up, um, them showing up on the Seth Rollins segment with right. Theory. Uh, so I guess the, the it was in the timeline of the story. It made sense. But I'm saying that Sammy versus AJ was definitely deserved uh, or is definitely the caliber of a main event match for a Raw or a SmackDown. So I would have been okay with that. Uh, then we had another fucking banger here. Uh, so Raw was full of bangers this week. Um, Becky versus Bailey that we talked about earlier. They hadn't, they hadn't wrestled in, um, in almost four years, right? So yes. um, that was insane. I really enjoyed. They really they have good chemistry together. Um, it really seems like it's an easy flow. Of, yeah. Um, well, when you have a good dance partner, you know. Exactly. So uh, it takes two to tango, right? Like they say, and um, you still know how to tango. So uh, it was a great match. I really enjoyed it with Bailey coming out on top. So finally, we get Bailey. Bailey beating Becky is huge. Because since since Becky came back from injury, she's been kind of beating up everybody. Mm -hmm. So they were making her strong. And Bailey, on the other on the contrary, for the contrary, was actually losing a lot of matches. So um, and we I even mentioned last this last week on the podcast with JLB, saying like, at what point does Bailey uh, get pissed off about uh, her her um, her faction mates in uh, Dakota Kai and uh, and mm -hmm. Sky always winning and her always losing? Well. We got a bit of the return of the balance here with Bailey winning um, over over Becky. So I still don't know if um, if Bailey will get a title run soon again, uh, or if it's going to be Becky that will get a title run first. But um, I, th I think Bailey's going to win the Rumble. Well, she has a definitely a good chance of winning the Rumble. I don't think Becky can win. Well, she can obviously, um, but uh, we've seen that, been there, done that. I guess with Becky, I think Do Bailey wins Becky the wins. Rumble, and I think that's when we're gonna see Charlotte. Yeah, that could very well be possible because we we need to see Charlotte because she's not injured and she's been out for over six months. So, mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's time we see Charlotte, and perhaps a, a Charlotte that's face, mm -hmm. which is not that great of a Charlotte. Is, I, I prefer her heel because I think yeah. she's a better heel. Uh, she's but a, she's, she's over enough to be a face. But uh, I think Bailey is going to be the one who, to turn face here, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Bailey is going to be the one to turn face, and uh, Charlotte would have to be. Uh, I think. I think, like I mentioned this last week, also. I think uh, damage control turns on Becky, uh, on Becky, on Bailey, mm. and that makes um, that makes Bailey a face. Uh, I think that's what we're, we're going to see, um, with the way things have been booked. I, I I could see that I could see that happening. Okay, let's say you go w with your 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 way. Mm -hmm. 
You think you think uh, Becky helps Bailey? You t- do I think what? Repeat that. You're saying that um, damage control is going to turn uh, on Bailey. Yes, damage control, and when that happens, it's going to be on two on two on one, mm-hmm. and Becky's going to come and help uh, Bailey. Oh, you think uh, Becky come and do the the save? Yeah, with the, yeah, yeah. I could see that happening. I could see that happening. I, I could definitely see um, see Becky come and uh, and help out Bailey. Mm. Uh, we might even get a run of uh, Becky and uh, Bailey for uh, a little tag uh, team uh, run for them because the women's tag team division is uh, um, lacking in teams. They were so, since the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> so I wouldn't um, I wouldn't be surprised here if uh, we get because I think well, like we talked about before, I think Alexa might be the next um, Woman, champion yeah, there yeah. for. Uh, to take the belt away from Bianca. So I wouldn't be surprised. Becky and Bailey are also the type of wrestlers that can go, uh, that are big enough names that can be mm-hmm. on both shows, on SmackDown and on Raw, which is needed for the tag team, uh, women's tag team division. Mm-hmm. So um, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think that's a good, uh, that's a good way. Uh, that would be a good way to book it in uh, Bailey when, when damage control turns on Bailey to have Bex come and save the day and um, have a little rivalry. Because they are damage control, are tag team champions, right? Um, Do you think out of the top of the the picture there? But do you think that the, that WWE needs to have um, an air title for the women, like a mid card title? Yes, because there's a lot of women. Uh... <laughs> Because there's a lot of women that are good, but uh, they're not they're they're not gonna good enough to be in the main picture. Um, yes, yeah, uh, I think that's true. Yeah, there there are some mid card uh, mid card women wrestlers there that would that would benefit from having a mid card like a, uh, like a, a Dewdrop, then uh, Brooke, then a Brooke, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it would be it would be helpful. Um. Some people might say, "Okay, there's too many belts after," but um, uh, I think I think it could I, th- I think it could it could help. Uh, it could help those mid carders elevate their status mm-hmm. a bit. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I would be for that. I would be for uh, a women's mid card um, mid card title here. Um, so yeah, that was Becky versus Bailey. Very good match. Um, then we had the tag team of uh, Seth and KO versus uh, the Usos. Which was also an okay match. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed KO coming to help uh, Seth early on in the earlier segment when uh, the Usos were about to attack. Um, Seth and KO getting the win makes sense also, getting the, the pin here. Um, I enjoyed it. This was mostly to advance the story between KO and uh, Usos. But now we're seeing more and more like Seth getting involved in stories where the bloodline is concerned. So um, he basically was saying in the earlier segment, during the earlier promo, he was saying that the only people that they haven't attacked is him because the Roman is scared of him, blah, blah, blah. I'm paraphrasing here. So maybe we might get, uh, we might see this match coming up soon of uh, that we've been waiting for for a while uh, in Seth versus Roman uh, Roman eventually. Uh, hopefully, I think, I think Kevin Owens will be the next opponent like going forward for the next month and a half. Like I guess the... the until the rumble, I guess. But um, eventually, before Cody comes back, I would like to see a set uh, versus Roman match. 
because obviously when Cody comes back, he'll be attacking, uh, he'll be getting back into a feud with Seth um, mm-hmm. at the beginning at least. But uh, I w- before before he comes back, which I think might be a bit before WrestleMania, I don't think he'll, he might appear at the Rumble. I think he's going to be at the Rumble. It's a cheap I... pop, it's easy pop to get. You know, if uh, if uh, if that team song, I, I wouldn't be surprised team. if he's number one. Yes, yes, uh, I think I think uh, I think he can be number one and go uh, maybe win it, but at least go a long time. I already have kind of my a, kind of a I, flair in '92. I already have my strategy of this, which is which is Cody's one and Rock is thirty. Oh, okay. So you'd see you obviously you would think Rock wins the the Rumble so he faces. Well, Rumble. technically he doesn't have no more movies in the moment because uh, plans changed. So yeah, plans changed. What do you mean? Because he's not doing no more the sequel of um, Black Adam. Yeah, but that Black was going to be yeah, but that was going to be filmed like in twenty twenty five. Right, but mm-hmm. he's he he's he's available. That's what I read. He's I know he cleared. I know he cleared a lot of his schedule between uh, January and and uh, and April. So he's obviously going to be involved here, uh, one way or another. Uh, it could be. It could be he wins the he wins the rumble. It could be he's involved. I would I would rather see Seth go. Uh, Seth. I would rather see Cody go number one and go all the way and win it, um, like Shawn Michaels did, like mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. like like uh, Ric Flair did. So um, I would I would like that, but I can see if they wanted to make it a wrestling uh, a championship match between The Rock and Roman, especially it's in Hollywood, is it right? I, Hollywood. Like I've said before, I don't think they need the championship belt for this match. No, this they don't. Be, they don't to be a championship match. Um, but I would understand if uh, if they want to go that way because I guess Roman not losing, uh, having a championship match against The Rock, and uh, probably getting over on The Rock. Uh, Probably solidifies his legacy there, but um, I think I think Roman loses the title at Chamber, and that's when Cody wins it. Uh, yeah, that's very possible. Very possible. I would like to um, Sammy or or Roman, uh, Sammy or Kevin win it at Chamber since it's in Montreal. But yeah, it's very possible that it could be. But, uh, but like we said in the beginning of the story, that we think that. Co, um, Sammy and Kevin have something planned. I think comes for a circle at chamber because I think those two are going to be at the chamber. Oh, they're definitely going to be at the chamber. Yeah, but I could see that. I could see how uh, the the and the it's because of it's going to be because of Sammy. Roman loses. Okay, that's a uh, very uh, very possible. That's how very I possible. see. I think there's going to be definitely a plot twist uh, with this whole Sammy Kevin Owens story. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100%. At, at the elimination it's, chamber, it's it's too good for that to. And I think it would be the perfect time to get to get Sammy really over, uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. the crowd really is behind Sammy, especially in Montreal. We saw it the last time when SmackDown came, mm-hmm. how uh, insane the crowd was, especially in person for the people that were in person to uh, to see that. That was, that was amazing. So I could only imagine uh, uh, Sammy yeah. winning a title, winning a title at the at the elimination at the elimination oh. chamber. Like the roof would literally blow off. So it would be an Argentina parade. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> hopefully, don't get their heads cut off by the cables. Um, <laughs> so, yes, that's that was raw. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that was raw. Uh, set and um, okay. Wait, let me let me be clear here. 
I'm not wishing that the, the, the no, I know, I know. It actually happened. They were sitting on top of the bus and they were passing, and they had to at the last minute duck their heads because there the there was a like an electric cable that was passing, so that was there. So when they were sitting on top of the bus, so they didn't see, they saw it at the last minute and they all had to kind of duck so they uh, wouldn't get um, injured from this cable. That's why I mean I wasn't like wishing they, 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 their heads were taken off by the cable. It was actually something that happened during the parade. Um, so mm-hmm. NXT. So that was uh, that was raw, and then um, we had NXT. I actually watched NXT uh, for the first time in uh, f- at least two months, uh, well six to eight weeks guaranteed. Um, we had a good match. Not much to talk about here. I'll go quick, quick, uh, quickly here. Carmelo Hayes versus Axiom. Uh, what a match! Uh, they're these are both great. This is Carmelo's probably, if not the last match, pretty uh, he might have his last match at Evil. Um, what is it called? New Year's Evil, right? So, um, so that's probably the one of his last matches before going up to the main roster. But Axiom is gold. This guy is gold. Um, he probably has the potential of of ending up being what Sin Cara could never could never do. Um, that's saying that, something. That's uh, how I have high praise for Axiom. Uh, That's then we the have guy Tom... with um, the full mask, right? We don't even see yeah, his face. Nothing. Full mask. Yeah, uh, he's a Spaniard from Spain, so not to be confu- confused with Lucha Libre in uh, Mexico. He is uh, literally he was in NXT uh, UK before. He's European. He's European, exactly. So uh, <laughs> then we had a match, <coughs> probably one of my favorite wrestlers in NXT, uh, women wrestlers. Uh, with Nikita Lyons here oh. versus uh, Zoe Stark. That's my NXT uh, crush. Uh, I'm disappointed. It seems so. Zoe gets a win here. Actually, Zoe's got. Zoe, I heard they got the call up. Yeah, I think she might be. Uh, she might be moving up uh, soon. They Rubble. were. They were supposed to remember at the the SmackDown in Montreal. They were supposed to yes that time uh, I just uh... and it ended up being Toxic Attraction because Nikita right. wasn't vaccinated. So she wasn't allowed to get into the country. Right, right. And it feels like since then, they've She's kind of like, yeah, Punisher. they slipped. I, th- I, I think, th- I don't know if this is punishment from uh, management, but it kind of, because she's still way over with the crowd, but she keeps on losing and being, um, uh, being, uh, how do I say, being portrayed in uh, lesser of a good, um mm-hmm. A good picture here for uh, she doesn't for have the push that she used to have basically. that she was having at the beginning exactly what i wanted to say so i'm a bit disappointed here but okay zoe wins on her way to the main roster then we have a triple threat tag team match with uh, diamond mine toxic attraction and the uh, toxic attraction here without mandy doesn't feel the same way no it doesn't it's so um well yeah mandy's still making the money huh did you hear about that oh yes we heard that she, i think since she got fired she has made uh, five hundred thousand dollars just in like the week that uh, following her uh, release, I don't, um, I, I don't, I'm, I might sign up for her thing, <laughs> but for her to make five hundred thousand, well, what listen, kind of pictures is she posting? Um, well, listen, some people make a lot of money posting fi- posting pictures of their feet on. Uh, well, that's true on OnlyFans. So we have some weird people out there. So, um, so I guess that's not surprising. But five hundred thousand a week. Oh. Guys, put that for people that don't can't do math. That's two million dollars a month. <laughs> that's a lot of fucking money, man. Uh, that's twenty four million dollars a year. 
That's more pictures. Than any, that's more than Brock Lesnar, more than Roman Reigns. And it's just pictures. Yeah. There's, there's no videos moved, or anything, right? Moved. I don't think there's, I'm not sure if there's videos or, or not. Uh, there's pictures guaranteed. And, um, and apparently the pictures have been getting more and more extreme. Let's put it that way. So she's nude. Well, topless. I, I think that's where her her uh, her her last um, evolvement uh, in in uh, in her fan time account has been um, has been to go nude. Before she wasn't going uh, has been to go topless. Sorry. And what site is this? Fan time. It's called. Just want to see what what it says. Am I gonna? Or else my wife's gonna give me shit. Then. Well, because she 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 moved since being released, she pumped up her uh, her 40, price. Yes, forty dollars, forty dollars a month. So uh, yeah. So anyways, so um, yeah. Back to that match. Yes, I think I think uh, Toxic Attraction here is hurt a bit by not having Mandy because Mandy was m- definitely the star in the in that trios in that faction. Um, but we had the Chance and Carter uh, retain the titles here. It was a good match. Uh, I could say I enjoyed the match. Um, nothing special, but I enjoyed the match. Uh, then we had Indy Hartwell versus Electra Lopez, the return of Electra Lopez, which when uh, Legado del Fantasma moved up uh, to the main roster, we all thought that Electra was going to move up with them. Well, plot twist, uh, they kept Electra in NXT and they put Zelina Vega with Legado del Fantasma. So... Um, so now we saw we saw the return of Electra on her on her own. Electra is also one um, uh, I like her. Um, she seems like she has the charisma to uh, go far. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes from here. Um, then we had the New Day defending their champions, uh, their championships, their belts against Briggs and Jensen. Um, nothing special here except the return. Of the Indian tag team of Veer Mahan and Sangha, Sangha. Mm-hmm. so they had separated them. One was on SmackDown, one was on Raw. Uh, still in the Vince era, so that's over. They put them back together, and they're actually could do what they're supposed to do, which is be a destructive tag team. Uh, I think I think I see them natural uh, disaster. Yeah, I see them as more of like a Viking Raiders style uh, tag team. So uh, that's what they're supposed to be. Uh, they're not on their own. I don't think they have the the, the charisma on their own or uh, to to be top stars. But I think tag they could definitely be top top tag teams in the in the. Do tag they team have division. a? Do they have a manager or a mouthpiece? Um, well, we didn't uh, see on on uh, NXT anybody with them. It doesn't mean that it won't happen because since this was an attack uh, type of thing. They really didn't need to uh, to mention anything, but maybe on uh, next week's NXT we'll get uh, some answer, some que- uh, get some questions answered uh, when it comes to uh, Veer Mahan and uh, Sangha. So um, I-, I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing them back together. Um, don't expect them to stay too long in NXT. Just just enough time to establish themselves as a strong uh, strong tag team, and then they'll be moving up to the main roster pretty soon. I see um, the old manager from. Uh... Of uh, Rika Lee with them. Who's that? Uh, Davari? No, the one with the really thick sideburns there. Oh yes, he, yes, 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 yes. He, he yes, was good. He was close with Triple H. He was I think it was one of the writers or 
producers. Okay, that, that, that's but that's a possible. That's a possible. I think. Um, yeah, I know. I know who you're talking about. I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that would be a possible if he's um, if he can really take it to the next level on the mic and uh, make these guys put these guys over. Why not? I think they they do need a mouthpiece. Um, maybe not for now. Just go in and no, destroy no, no, people. I'm I'm just saying general, like yeah, just um. For now, maybe just go in and destroy people, right. and then uh, for a few weeks, and then have somebody come out with them and explain uh, explain to them why these guys are back together and wh what they are um, looking for in as a tag team. Um, then we had a the end of the segment. So basically, the in the whole show, Grayson uh, at the beginning of the show says, uh, "If if if Roxanne Perez had her title shot and her moment last week, didn't have to wait till uh, New Year's Evil." Then I want my shot this week. Also, I want my shot against Braun. I want my title shot because he won the Iron Man, um, mm -hmm. the Iron Survivor Challenge. So um, he asks for a shot. Then the the last segment of the show, he comes to the ring because the commentators had mentioned that Braun wasn't there. So he was kind of he was kind of using uh, acting tough without with knowing that Braun wasn't in the building, uh, asking and uh, asking for a match, knowing that Braun wasn't in the building and he wasn't going to get a match. So then after we get cut to the back <coughs> and we get the Braun arrive in his car come out and head to the ring and uh, comes to the ring and just spears spears uh, Grayson Waller and I'm not a fan of, of uh, this guy man but like I said last week the, his his gimmick is to make people hate him so I think he's doing great because people hate him so um, so that's for that so he gives him the, the spear and then we see he's like Braun is just like like laying on top of um, mm -hmm. laying on top of Grayson, right. and it looks like he's knocked out. Right. So Grayson gets out of underneath. And what does he do? Takes off his jacket and shows the metal plate. He pulled the Bret Hart on Goldberg on Nitro uh, a few years back, twenty years about maybe twenty a few more years than twenty. 20 years about. 99? Yeah, around there. So a bit more than twenty years ago. And um, pulls out. He had like a kind of a bulletproof vest, and then underneath he had the the metal plate. So I like that little um, that little wink to tribute. the Brett yeah. Brett uh, tribute to um, to Brett and uh, Goldberg segment. Uh, I enjoyed that, and obviously we didn't get a match. Uh, so probably this match will stay on for um, New Year's Evil uh, premium live event that uh, NXT will be holding. So it was okay. Uh, for the first NXT that I've watched in a while, I was I was um, surprisingly um, content with uh, the the card. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoyed the 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 last the, their last pay per view, so it got, it got me kind of back into uh, back into the 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 NXT um, the NXT world there. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed this uh, this NXT. Um, so that's with uh, WWE this week. Uh, moving on to uh, what do you think of Dynamite last night? Oh, so Overall. what I've watched, I was enjoying. That's the the that uh, promo of uh, Starks. I died of laughter. Yeah, um, Starks is the man. Um, it looked like a deep already fire. a few already uh. two weeks already two weeks ago he had probably. Uh, with his promo in the ring with MJF, yeah, um, maxi pad, yeah, the maxi pad promo. I think there he had the upper hand on MJF, which doesn't have a, happen a lot in a in a um, 
in a promo battle. So that was surprisingly. I knew he was good on the mic, but I don't know he could pull through like this. And this week, again, uh, pulls through against one of the goats. Mm-hmm. Um, saying, how did he say he looked like? Uh... <laughs> air fryer. Yeah, air fryer. That was air great. fryer. And as, uh, I believe it was um, I'd stepdad from a f- going through his fifth of wife. Fifth yeah, yeah, you look like a, you, you, yeah, you look like a like a like a, a buffed guy going through his uh, fifth divorce, where they always try to bulk up and and uh, get feel feel younger. So yeah, I think uh, I think that was pretty good. I think it was maybe mm. I don't know. He didn't have to grab his balls like that. Like um, and J stands for jobbers. Yeah, that was also good. And that um, <laughs> jobber one, uh, jobber two. <laughs> the Jobber Appreciation Society. Um, yeah, and they, the crowd chanting, that was uh, that was nice. So, Ricky Starks is, um, is a star. A, I think he's going to be the next champion. Maybe not the next, but a future champion, definitely. Because I don't know if you go with two, um, well, with two, with two young guys that are basically Brian, AW guys right away. Brian has to win before he leaves because as soon as his contract is done, he's done. Yeah. So... So but Brian has two years to... left. There's still two years left. I think he signed a three-year deal. So I think there's time for him to have a run there. I don't think okay. he takes it from MJF now. Um, I think there's no point in giving the belt to MJF and then taking it back uh, a month later. Uh, no, no, no uh, not like I. But uh, he's he's not gonna be a champion for like six months. Mm. I don't think so, man. I think that would be a mistake. I think MJF has to be a champion for over over six months, guaranteed closer to a year. Mm, um, I don't think it's gonna happen. Though. He's their future. I think. I think if you don't, if you if you if you have a short run with MJF, I think you're you're um, you're not using MJF to his full. Uh, When's full the next pay per view for uh, all, all, all Elite Revolution, which is in uh, February. February, and then it's in April. Next one, right? Um, it's every two months. No, it's every or May. It's every four it's months. May. Three May is a yeah, uh, double, double, double or nothing. Or nothing. Yeah. So now till May is five months. Okay. So I uh, yeah, five months. I think he loses a double or nothing. Mm-hmm. I would make him lose more at the all out. That's closer to a year. Uh, but it depends who, who, who pops up uh, in these next five, six months. It depends. If you see somebody gets really like one of these new guys or one of these uh, yeah, the, the it's guys true. gets really over. And I guess there's a, you can call an audible, but um, I don't see nobody. I don't see nobody better than MJF right now to be champion in in AEW. Like if you really, if you really, if Tony Khan really wants to make his company anything close to competitive to WWE, MJF has got to be the one to carry the load here. Has to be. I think it's the only way you actually get even close to WWE. Um, I, you want you want to see people want to see MJF. On the mic every single week. He doesn't have to wrestle every, every week, but he has to be a big part, a big part of dynamite every single week. Every single week, I want to see a, a, a ten to fifteen minute segment w- with MJF involved every single week. Carry that belt, um, and then that's the only way. Because I think if you put Brian, if you give the belt to Brian, then it's just uh, well, at least in my opinion, um, it becomes back to it goes back to. Um, AEW being just mm-hmm. WWE uh, rejects winning titles there. 
And when I say rejects, I'm not saying that Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson is a reject. What I'm saying is that you need WWE guys to put your company over. No, 100%. And so then then you, you, you're not, you know, if you can't build your own stars, then you don't deserve to be, to be competitive. You got to build mm-hmm. your own stars or else you're just using somebody else's stars that they built. And people will always see it Correct. that way. So, right. So I think MJF needs to carry the company here. If you want to even see if you're able to go to the next level in, uh, in competing with WWE. So, um, yeah, so that was a great segment uh, for uh, Ricky Starks there. Um, back and forth with Chris Jericho, with Daniel Garcia uh, accompanying Chris Jericho and um, uh, which is Sammy Guevara. So then we had, bang, this was, um, we had match number six. No DQ. Yeah. No DQ. Uh, well, match number six of a four of the best out of seven. Uh, with this one being a no disqualification, um, a lot of since this was the holiday bashed edition of Dynamite, there was a lot of Christmas uh, oriented mm-hmm. um, props there, Christmas trees and stuff like that. The sweep, I really enjoyed the the broom with the barbed wire. Uh-huh. Kenny just uh, brooming around the match. Um, mm-hmm. I, at the beginning of this four uh, of this best out of seven, I was. Um, Really questioning, like, okay, you're gonna get really get, get these guys to do seven matches in a row, like, oof. But these guys are performing. These guys are backing it up every single week and making it the week before. Like you're saying, how could they top this and they top it again? Mm-hmm. So um, well, obviously, it's... we all knew they were gonna take it to seven, right? Even at three one, we all mm-hmm. knew that um, it was gonna be taken to seven games. So um, I'm okay with. Um... What's up, Miguel? Um, Miguel. I really, I, I really, t- I, I really enjoyed and really surprised by how, how, how they're outdoing themselves week in and week out with the with these matches. So I, it's the- like I don't know what else they could do. I think the next match is gonna be like a cage match or something because. Well, no, they they announced it last week. If, if oh, it's they, the ladder, right? Yeah, it's the, it's the. Um, how do they yes. say it? Yes. Um, this sounds- es- escalada de la muerte. Yes. So the 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 ladder of death match. So. Uh, as a as a as a match as a seven game or seventh game out of a four a best a best out of seven series, I think it's a perfect way to end this between the, these two trio teams. And I think it, this is going to be the best of all the seven matches. It's three three now. Yep, with the uh, Death Triangle had taken the lead three one. Right, and uh, they've won. Um... Wait a second, did they take the lead three one? Oh yes, they did exactly. They took the lead three yeah. one last week. Um, with uh, with them uh, with uh, Kenny Omega asking for the no disqualification match this week, which makes it three two now. No, mm-hmm. wait, I'm confused. Uh, wait, I'm saying something. I thought else. it was three two. Like this one made it three two. Yeah, because they did win last week, right? Um, a dead triangle. Yeah, they made it three two. Now, the, okay, so the, the, so so next week is not the the latter match, no, right? So, I think it's okay. the one. It's I think it's the, the one after. Yeah. Okay, okay. So that that's right. Sorry for the confusion here, um, but yeah. So next match, I don't know if there's going to be a gimmick in this match, uh, like like this one was a no no DQ and uh, seven. The seventh uh, match will be a a ladder match. They're probably going to come up with um, with another gimmick for this next match, but uh, I have no doubt these guys are going to outdo themselves because they do it every single week. And um, mm-hmm. I know that I've I've bashed Young Bucks in in the past. Uh, and Lucha Bros for that matter, especially when they faced each other as tag teams for like the spot 
the spot checking and like the waiting for uh, for the guys to hit their spots. Um, but they've actually gotten better. They, they've actually improved in that area. Um, and I've seen a lot in these in these matches and these trios matches. So they don't do that as much. Um, yes, there's some spots that we see a lot from these teams that we see in these matches. But I think they put it the storytelling and the psychology that they do uh, that they've been doing for this best of seven series is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really probably the best part of AW uh, programming right now um, in the last few weeks. Um, so that was the the best of seven series. Uh, match with the elite making it three uh, two. Then we had the Brian Danielson promo, basically right. uh, with Rene Paquette in the in the ring, and uh, basically saying, uh, you know, what do you think about uh, MJF attacking Regal?" So he goes on, um, he goes on a on a rant about how how Regal was very important for his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, very surprised of him mentioning, uh, but Sean? like. Uh, Sean, yes, in San Antonio, because you should have, you should have, uh, you should have deducted there that sh- that Sean was going to get a pop and uh, a chant in his own uh, in his own uh, hometown city. So um, I don't know if he should have went there. I don't know if Tony, I, I, if I would have been Tony, I would have been pissed. Uh, Why? Well, because because you you don't want the, your fans chanting. You don't want to give promotion to your other to your competition on on your main show. Uh, but, when when Sean is the when Sean is the head, Sean is the head um, mm-hmm. head of creative and r- running NXT um, as as the promoter and as the owner of that company. I wouldn't want uh, you giving free uh, free publicity to uh, to your competitors there. And uh, you should have seen that. Sorry, coming. sorry. They should have yeah. seen that coming. Being in San Antonio, that you mentioning Sean Michaels, that you are gonna get a Sean a Sean chant, and you saw it in. Um, you saw it in his face that he was like, "Oh shit!" Um, and he tried to he tried to cut the, the fans off right away by continuing the promo. So, um, like I said, if I would have been Tony, I would have been pissed. Uh, that's not what I I want. I don't have I have no problem. Um, I have no problem in putting over William Regal in this uh, in this segment mm-hmm. uh, because Regal is part of the story, right? That's being told here, uh, even if now he is with the WWE. So. I have no problem with Regal, but I, if I would have been, uh, as a fan, I love that uh, Shawn Michaels is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, if not my favorite wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, as a fan, I love the fact that the fans started chatting, uh, chanting CM Punk, but it, sh- it just shows CM them, Punk. Uh, Mingo, wow, what a what what a brain that's fart. A, that's a twist. Uh, what a brain <laughs> fart. Sorry, guys. Um, of all really people, meant Shawn Michaels here, yeah. Um, so HBK. Yeah, uh, HBK. Yeah, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, uh, being mentioned here. Um, I think that shows the um, the junior. No, junior is not the word, but um, unprofessional. No, no, not unprofessional. Because I don't think it's unprofessional. I think uh, um, it shows the inexperience of uh, not scripted uh, of uh, of, of uh, Tony Khan here. Um, and no, because I'm sure they've mentioned this before that Tony Khan asks for what are you going to say up there? You know, even though it's not scripted, he usually knows what they're going to be saying up there. I don't know if Brian told him that he was going to mention Sean by by name. Uh, if he didn't, then I can't blame uh, Tony for it. Uh, I still think he should be pissed. Uh, but if he did, if 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 Brian did mention that he was going to get um, 
that he was going to get, he was going to mention uh, Sean's name here, then mm. I, I would have hoped that Tony was like, no, it's just a cheap pop for, for you to get to, for you to get for Sean. And uh, I, I don't see no reason in the storytelling here for you to mention that. So right. that would have been me. Um, it's, it's a kind of a junior, junior-esque, uh, junior-esque right. move from Tony Khan here. So um, whatever, it's not the end of the world. But as if you're, if you're really serious about being competitive with WWE, why do you think WWE never mentions AEW and they never mentioned WCW back in the day during the wars? Mm-hmm. And, and WCW always mentioned uh, WWE. Mm-hmm. And AEW seems to fall into that rabbit hole of always wanting to mention and bring up your, your competition. You don't give free publicity to your competition. It's just, um, it's just that. Do you see the NFL promoting XFL under, under, uh, under programming? No, no, they're not going to talk about the XFL when the when a when a quarterback throws down a touchdown, and the the guy after the game is the man of the match, and he goes, "Yeah, I would like to thank Tom Brady because Tom Brady showed me." Uh, it just doesn't feel right. Like you don't you you don't promote your your competition. But anyways, uh, I think I already spent too much time on that. But that's my opinion. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was his promo, um, and they're not. Um, so we saw Stokely. That's it. That's what I wanted to say. We saw Stokely come out with Ethan Page, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, basically calling out, um, calling out uh, Brian, saying you're not going to skip the, li- you're not going to skip in front of the line here. Um, basically, building up for a match that they will be having next week. So I don't know if it's a number one contender match, but it will be Ethan Page versus Brian Danielson, which should be a good match. Uh, I think Ethan Page and Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson, will fit perfectly. Um, for for a wrestling match, so yeah. Then we have uh, we had um, a hook, basically a quick uh, quickly in action with a quick sp- a squash match, mm-hmm. and then we saw backstage the guys attacking uh, Big Bill, which I'll reiterate from last week. What a stupid name! Um, so Big Bill and the other guy and uh, Lee Moriarty, uh, if I'm not mistaken, basically attacking um, Jungle Boy backstage. Mm-hmm. And giving him a choke slam into a dumpster. Then you see Hook heading towards backstage. Uh, looks like was going to go uh, help out Jungle Boy. Then we have Moxley versus Darius Martin of Top Flight. Um, yeah. So I, I enjoyed that they gave uh, Darius here a shot um, against um, against uh, Moxley here, um, which is number two in the top fifty, I believe. What do you mean? I saw something that he was number two in the. Go ahead, when number I find two. it. Who Darius Martin was number two in? The... No, uh, Moxley's number two. Oh, okay, in the um, uh, well, not the PWI, but whatever the um, the yeah. ring, the ring, uh, not the ring, because that's boxing. Uh, in the ropes, the in the ropes, uh, between the ropes magazine, I think it's called. Yeah, that yeah. they did the top fifty, and the John. CM... John is um. I just want to go back for a second. CM Puck is t- in top five. Oh, he had a good year, I guess, even though I hate him. But he, he had a good year. He was, um, he what had a good year. Uh, he probably had the best match of the year with MJF in that dog collar match. Well, it's true. It's a whole year. It's this. Uh, that was this year. Huh? Never mind. Of okay. course. Um, uh, it was the year all passes out. too fast. Yes, yes it was yes. in August. It was not even like four months ago. Um, oh my god! Uh, and he had, and he had probably with the best uh, build up to a match with the promos back and forth with MJF. So well, that's you know, true. 
okay. I, I, I like to I like to shit on on the CM Punk, but I, I'm also I'm also a realist guy, and uh, that's he had a good year, <laughs> even though he was a cancer, and like Bob Hartley would say, it was a big mistake for them bringing him in because you don't bring a porcupine to a balloon party, right? <laughs> The fucking best saying. Only Bob Hartley comes out to these sayings. It's fucking great, and that's what they did with CM Punk. Bob Hartley, but, the coach. Yeah, he's the one that said that on the radio. Uh, it was um, uh, context, quick, quick uh, paraphrasing. Outside of this, uh, he said the uh, about the uh, Hoffman and Dandenoff so, being sent down to a, Laval. This is, a, this is a head coach for hockey people. Just let you know. Yes, for people that don't uh, that don't follow hockey too much, he's a head coach in hockey. And on in an interview, he was saying that uh, two of the guys that suck with the Canadians. The, the host was saying, why not send them down to uh, to the farm team? And uh, that's when Bob Hartley replied, I don't know if that's a good idea because I don't know if it's a good idea to bring a porcupine to a balloon party. And I thought <laughs> that was a great. And uh, that's what they did here with CM Punk, bringing CM Punk into um, into AW. But that's another story. I do think he deserves to be uh, in the top five uh, of best wrestlers of the year because of what he did this year, even though if I hate him. So, Back to Moxley. Um, Yes, so that's it. So Mox versus Martin. I really appreciate that they gave this opportunity to Martin, which um, was a very... Um, it, it, it was kind of a squash. Mm. So, like, okay. But he did put on some um, some some nice, uh, um, how do you say, high-flying maneuvers there a bit. Um, but it's still, just to be in the ring, on the dynamite with Mox gives you visibility. So whether it's a squash or not, I don't think it hurts him that much. It is this is Mox, mm -hmm. so I don't think the squash hurts his Darius Martin too much. Um, but uh, I really appreciate that they gave them this TV time with Mox. So a lot of people will now know who Darius Martin is. I don't know if they'll make a big difference, but at least he was there in the ring with him. Um, so that was it. Uh, then we had FTR versus the Guns. See that you 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 lost me there. That's where you stopped. Uh, you haven't watched the rest. I so, stopped that Moxley uh, for an FTR match. I was disappointed. Do you think that FTR is going to go to WWE? I think it's a possibility. I think FTR are about validation. Yes, they don't care about AW versus WWE. Right. They want to be recognized and. Um, uh, as one of the top teams, top tag mm -hmm. teams in the world. Um, and to be recognized as one of the top teams in the world, you got to get paid like one of the mm -hmm. top tag teams in the world. So I think in their view, whoever gives them more money right. or guarantees, I guess, will be the ones that signing FTR. Because I, I, wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if FTR has like a little, they want a bit of free agent time, right? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, which I think Dax has mentioned this before. So uh, at the, from the time that they, they, their AEW contracts expire and the time that they sign new contracts, I think they'll have a period there where they'll be free agents and they'll go wrestle independent uh, scenes and stuff like that, do what they want to do, some dream matches that they're wanting to have. And then eventually, uh, maybe even that's going to raise their um, their value yeah. more and have a bid a bidding war, you know, like the bidding war of 2024, according to MJF. Well, yeah. I think um, FTR has a, a potential here of of doing this kind of bidding war if they use that that time in between um, contracts to up their value there. So, that being said, this match against the Guns or the Ass Boys, if uh, if you will, um, 
was mm-hmm. disappointing here. Well, I really didn't. Um, maybe my my uh, maybe my expectations were were a bit were too high, but um, yeah, the guns are nowhere close mm-hmm. being championship material. No. Nowhere close. So um, that's that about the ass boys. So I, now I understand why they put them, why they put Daddy Ass Billy Billy Gun with the acclaimed. Because having him with his sons is a complete fucking waste of time <laughs> and waste and waste of talent. And mm-hmm. when I say waste of talent, I'm talking about Billy Gunn, not the ass boys. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, disappointing match. Um, if I were to, um, if I were to give it a rating out of five, I would give it a two and a half on five. Holy shit. And for, 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 for seven star FTR, right? Cause that's their gimmick. Mm-hmm. Seven star FTR. Um, it's disappointing. Um, they should be they should be, they should be able to carry mm-hmm. a team like the Ass Boys because they have the basics. Uh, the Ass Boys they're just not charismatic enough, I guess would be a would be a good word for this. But uh, disappointing that the, the FTR wasn't able to elevate the guns or this match in any way, at least in my opinion. So um, that's that. And then we had, um, oh yeah, this is fun. This is something I suggest you go back and watch mm-hmm. um, because it was a fun segment. Uh, Rick Ross is a boss. Um, <laughs> when, you, when you can say motherfucker uh, live on TV, because he said this guy's a big motherfucker uh, or a bad motherfucker, I don't remember, uh, talking about Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. And um, basically Swerve comes out and introduces uh, the new faction, his new faction, which is called Mogul uh, Affiliates uh, or Mogul Associates. Shit, I think it's affiliates. Uh, Mogul Affiliates, which is Parker Bordeaux, mm-hmm. the, the next, uh, they were saying the next Brock Lesnar at one point, mm-hmm. with, um, uh, what's his name, Gardner Goatsman. Uh, this guy has all the tattoos. I might be pronouncing that right, uh, wrong. Uh, but he has all the tattoos, really big guy, six feet four, uh, former draft pick from the Tampa Bay Devil, uh, Tampa Bay Rays, um, was an outfielder in baseball, was a professional baseball player playing in the minors, if I'm not mistaken, until last year. And for the last year has been training with, um, I think it's Jay Lethal, uh, wow. has been training with Jay Lethal. So, um, so now we have Swerve's two new members of this mogul affiliate faction being Parker Bordeaux and uh, this guy Gardner or Gard. Or, anyways, Gardner Goats uh, Gotsman, so if I'm pronouncing it right. So that's interesting. And Rick Ross announces uh, a partnership between uh, Mogul Affiliates and Maybach Music. Mm-hmm. So um, that was great. Uh, hopefully, we're going to see more of uh, Rick Ross because fuck, he's he's entertaining. Um, hopefully, we're going to see more on on AEW programming. Uh, so that was cool. And then we had. Um, the main event of the evening is um, Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida for the Women's uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Very good match. Oh, yeah. Very good match. Um, I think Hayter is the right pick here for Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, not, to, not to take anything away from Shida. She's also great. This was back and forth matches with... Um, 
I would have liked to see a bit less involvement, but which it wasn't that much, but a bit less involvement from Brit and Rebel, I think her name is. Um, but whatever, I know it's part of the story that they're that they're telling. Uh, great match. I'm okay with uh, with uh, Jamie Hader winning here, keeping the belt. Of course, I want to see a nice run from Jamie as uh, as world champion. Uh, this story doesn't look like it's over. Uh, we had Soraya also coming. Out. We had Tony Storm coming to help, uh, mm -hmm. coming to help uh, Sheeta. Then we had uh, then we had Soraya uh, coming to help Sheeta and uh, Tony Storm. So this story is not over. That was uh, the end. It was I think it was a deserving main event for uh, AEW uh, having this match. Maybe when people see ah shit, uh, this woman uh, this woman's championship match shouldn't have shouldn't have uh, maybe the the the, the trios match. Uh, between uh, Dead Triangle and uh, and the Elite should have mm -hmm. been the main event, but I'm okay. I'm uh, definitely okay with this being the main event. It was a it was a fun match. Um, all right, so that's your rundown for uh, for the, this week Two before Christmas. Oh, and um, so now we're gonna go. I had something to uh, mention um, about MJF's uh, MJF no about Enzo, uh, former partner of uh, Big Cass, um, Big Bill. I think. Uh, yes, which is big bill now, but we'll keep it for another day because we're we're kind of short on time, and we'll keep it for another day where maybe uh, JLB and Jeff are with us, so we'll make more of a fun debate here about talking. Um, if you guys want to go look it up and prepare for uh, this debate, so actually you're ready to interject when we are when we do have this debate. Uh, it's basically Enzo talking about uh, MJF's mic skills and how he would pair up to uh, MJF. So it's an interesting uh, two. Two probably of the uh, the best talkers of the last um, of the last ten years, uh, probably in uh, in MJF and, and Enzo. So um, we'll uh, we'll keep it for a further where we're more, and it's going to be a more of a lively debate. So this in this uh, episode of our Wrestling Talk Now podcast of Year in Review, we decided to do basically our top, our best, and our worst um, wrestler match feud. And pay-per-view. So, we'll start with... Let's start with pay-per-view. We'll, uh, we're going to end with match. And let's start it with uh, with pay-per-view. Are we talking in general or one of each? No, no, no. In general. In general. Okay. Yeah, in general. You can mention... Like, let's say you're saying your best pay-per-view. And you can, you could say, like, okay, for example, my best pay-per-view was all out. But it really came close to... Uh, okay. It was a close second. And you mentioned the WWE one. But mm -hmm. it's really in in, uh, in general here. So let's start off with the pay per view. What was your? Uh, okay, let's start off with the worst. What was your worst pay per view of the year? Of the year, um, I wrote this down. And I don't have it anymore. Great. Okay. Uh, <laughs> worst. It was after now. After think after I remember this. Yeah. You could start. Start. It's okay, right. I'll start. <laughs> start. Okay, start. I'll start. So, worst pay per view in my opinion of the year. Okay, now we're, we're it's controversy time over here. <laughs> so, I, I I was stuck in between three pay per views. I was oh, stuck shit. in between Elimination Chamber on the WWE side of last year, which was in Saudi Arabia. Yes. Uh, I was stuck. With, and then the two other ones that I was stuck in AEW pay-per-views was All Out because of the this, the whole thing with the scrum, with the press conference, the whole okay, story yes, with CM yes. Punk and everything. I think it took away from the from the pay-per-view. 
So I was kind of debating, but I had to go with Double or Nothing as my pick for the worst pay-per-view of the year. And I'll explain why. Out of the out of the 10 worst matches that I went back, I went, look, I, I did some research. I looked into different websites about the best and worst, worst you matches. You went all in on this, huh? Yeah. Uh, the best matches and worst matches of the year. And Double or Nothing, surprisingly, which I totally agree with, because sometimes it's hard to remember all these things and all yeah. these matches that happened and all these pay-per-views. So, and then it reminded me that in, uh, in at Double or Nothing, three out of the 10 worst matches of the year happened at Double or Nothing. Um, which were? Which were, should have wrote them down. Um, but let me see. I'll tell you right now. Uh, AEW matches of the year. Was that the... Was that the, the pay-per-view where they had the, the ladder match with, like, four tall, four big guys? The casino, uh, yeah, the casino battle. Yes, which okay, was, yes. Which was, um, which was also Lee? one of them. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, so let me, I'll, I'll tell you the three matches here. I have them here. So this was the Deadly Draw Tournament. Um, Dynamite. Uh, which one is this? Uh, the World Championship Eliminator Tournament. Was this at? Was this at Double or Nothing? Uh, fight for the Fallen. Mm. Uh, all out. All out of uh, twenty. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at 2020. No kidding. I wasn't gonna find it here. You're um, behind. Yeah, I wasn't gonna find it here. 2022, buddy. Uh, that's why it didn't seem like the ones uh, didn't seem like the ones I was uh, had seen earlier. So uh, okay, so let's go. Um, Double or nothing. Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe in the final of the Owen Hart tournament. Yes. Um, what else? Uh, Ruby Soho versus Britt Brit Baker, which was a horrible match. I remember even ranting about that, complaining about that. And was the it? other, I don't remember that match. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other uh, worst match that was part of um, part of Double or Nothing this year uh, was oh, this is all out. Oh, it was the number one? Sorry, it was the number one uh, that it's it's the number one worst match of 2022 in AEW was at Double or Nothing. Jade Cargill versus Anna J, which mm. is the worst match uh, of. Well, one of the worst matches of the year. I maybe not agree that it's the worst match of the year, in my opinion, but um, I, I, maybe if you move them around a bit, but I definitely think that um, these three matches were part of the worst matches of the year and being becoming all from the same pay-per-view, I would have to go with Double or Nothing as being the worst pay-per-view of the year, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, that was the worst. Now let me go with the best. The best, I was kind of debating uh, between... Uh, Forbidden Door mm. and uh, Clash at the Castle. Mm. Um, I decided to go with Clash at the Castle uh, because we had four very good matches um, at Clash at the Castle. The crowd was super into it. Uh, really enjoyed the, the crowd reaction. We had Roman Reigns versus Drew. Mm -hmm. That was a very good match. We had Liv versus Shayna. 
maybe mm-hmm. not as good of a match, but still it was an okay match. I think it was better. It was better than the than the one with Ronda. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had Rollins versus Matt Riddle, which was a fucking banger. Um, and we had Gunther and Sheamus, which was also a fucking banger. So uh, I will go with the best quality matches at a pay-per-view. I would have to go with Clash of the Castle this year as best pay-per-view of 2022. So are you ready with your worst and yes, or best? Yes, yes. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. My worst was the Saudi Arabia Chamber. Yeah. Just thing. because it was in Saudi Arabia. Like no. mm-hmm. the best was this it was this year's um SummerSlam. Oh yes, the war with the 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 new era. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the beginning of the new era for Big Red. Um, yeah. I also enjoyed SummerSlam. It was one of my um if when I was going down the list of which one I would I was going to pick, it was definitely up there in the top in the top 5 yeah. that I was uh, that I brought it down to. It was tied um, with uh, the Forbidden Door. That I decided no it's super it was SummerSlam because of what it represents. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um I'm totally fine with that. I'm totally okay with that. It's a good pick in my. And uh, so that that was your be- your worst and your best. Okay, so now let's go. That was the pay-per-view. Let's go with um match. The match is last, right? Yeah, I think match we, we could pick match last. Oh no, let's pick let, okay. Let's go with feud, then we'll go with match and we'll finish with top uh, top wrestling. Top okay, and worst we're, wrestling. We're not doing like best like we're like top story or anything like that, right? Um well feud would be would be the one you could use as a top story because that's okay. where that's where it would okay. be. So let's go with uh, worst feud and best feud. Uh, worst feud. I'll start off. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't really hard. Like, but I didn't remember this feud. That's how worthless it was. Um, so I have to pick it. Definitely Edge versus uh, Miz. Uh, that whole back and forth. Yeah. Uh, was probably for me the worst feud uh, of 2022. I think it was. Didn't. It, there was no real. No real payoff here for either. Um, and um, I don't think it, it gained anything for the fans, so um, I, I will have to go with Edge versus Miz, um, as the worst feud story story of 2022. Um, where I had a bit more of a hard time to pick the best feud of um, of 2022, I was really um, torn the word i'm looking for i was really torn between these two feuds and i'm still torn and as i'm speaking to you right now i still don't know which one to pick but since i just feel like shitting on AEW today i'm gonna go with set set and uh set and cody as the best feud yeah. of uh, 20, 2022 uh obviously i'm gonna mention uh the other one which is mjf and punk um mm-hmm. which were some of the best promos of the year came from uh, came from that feud so i would be i wouldn't be intellectually honest if i would just like uh, leave them behind without mentioning them but uh, i would go i'm gonna go here live on wrestling talk now as my best feud of 2022 set rollins set freaking rollins against the american nightmare cody rhodes and hopefully when cody comes back that feud will continue so that is my best feud of 2022 go ahead mm-hmm. A worst match of was feud feud feud, feud was um, well I'm gonna start with best 
Okay, go. Best feud was, uh, like you said, Cody and Seth. Basically, anything Seth was in. Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, Seth with Cody. And worst uh, feud was, uh, oh, yes, uh, CM Punk and uh, Adam Page. True. That was also a disappointing, definitely a fucking disappointing, disappointing. Uh, feud there. Yeah. We would have we would have expected more from um, yes from those two. I totally agree. Uh, I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Uh, people, the the caliber of you have a former, um, well, not former. He was champion at the time, right? Uh, uh, Page. Page, yeah, and uh, probably one of considered, let's just say, considered one of the best of the last 15, 20 years. Uh, both on the mic and in the ring, you would you would expect uh, better uh, better feud coming out of those two. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that pick from Big Red. Go with your worst. Oh no, that, that was, was your worst. That was the worst. <laughs> that was like what? That was our yeah, worst. Yeah, sorry, sorry. You're uh, you're right. So remind me, what was your your best? Oh, Seth and Cody. That's right. Okay, Seth and Cody, and, and aka whatever Seth was in. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. So. Um, so now we go to the best and worst match of the year of uh, paper. Uh, sorry, of 2022. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with worst. I'll start off with worst. And I think this is also uh, falls more into maybe not being the worst, but I'd still call it the worst, but maybe the most disappointing match for me. Um, and, and basically because it's still fresh in my mind, but. I'll definitely go here with Soraya versus Britt. Really? Um, as worst match of, of uh, worst slash disappointing match of the year. Mm. I think Soraya was very rusty um, in this match. I think Britt did a great job of carrying her and um, protecting her. But it was sometimes it was uh, too obvious uh, mm. that she was protecting uh, Soraya here. And Soraya has a, was a bit of, I guess... Um, butterflies in her stomach, first time back in a lot, in a lot of years, uh, some ring rust, because she did say that she hadn't been practicing in the ring up to until maybe the week before when she uh, got full clearance to wrestle again. So maybe they should have waited and got, get her back her juices, her wrestling juices back mm-hmm. to, full, uh, to full pin. So I'll go with Soraya versus Britt Baker as my worst match of 2022. Um, for my best match of the year, I have two. Um, I really, really enjoyed uh, FTR versus the Briscoes part trois, mm. the dog collar match. I think it was the first ever tag team dog collar match. Uh, really enjoyed it. Like really, really enjoyed it. If anybody hasn't seen it, it's at final battle a few weeks ago, two weeks ago. Um, it was their third, uh, match of the series between FTR and Briscoes that were probably all match of the year candidates. I have no problem with uh, match, m- mentioning those, those other two matches as also top matches of 2022. Uh, but I really enjoyed. And that since since I have, there's no other mention here of New Japan uh, in, in these best and worsts that I have picked for this year, I'm going to go with the G1 match between Okada because they've faced twice, Okada and Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. But I'm specifically talking here about their G1 match, uh, which was off the hook. Wrestling Clinic. Uh, for anybody that hasn't seen that, go watch it. If you have only one... Um, you know what? If you only have one... If you could only watch one wrestling match 
this year, go watch Okada versus Will Ospreay. You will not be disappointed. So um, I will go with, it was very hard to pick between the dog collar <laughs> match with FTR and the, the Briscoes, but I'm going to have to go with the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 match of Okada versus Will Ospreay, which I think was a semifinal match. I'm not 100% sure. It was either quarterfinals or semifinals, but it was top. So that was my match of the year. Um, okay, and now I guess we can go to the I, best. I didn't give mine, huh? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just want to roll through over here. Go um, ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to show with my, my worst match. I have two worst matches. Okay. One is um, we're going to go. I went with uh, Adam Cole versus Keith Lee at the Owens final. Adam Cole Owens. versus Samoa Joe, you mean? Samoa Joe, sorry. Yeah. yeah I don't okay. know why I said Keith Lee. Samoa okay. Joe. Yeah. We've been waiting so long for someone to do something with Owen Hart, and we get that. Yeah. It was a kind of disappointing, lackluster for sure. Yeah, especially with the trophy ceremony, like uh, no. yeah, the belt and all that. Yeah, it felt pretty flat there. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, Moxley versus CM Punk, where Punk got hurt. Oh yes, okay. like I was expecting more with a really bad yeah. fish, a bad finish. Mm-hmm. For best match, there's so many. But yeah, so I'm just a, take... a lot of good matches this year. Yes, so. I'm just taking one that I'm so fresh with, and that's FTR versus the Acclaimed. Yep, it was a very good match. Very good match also. Um, I, I have nothing bad to say about that match. I think, I think, I think the Acclaimed could have been a bit better, um, but, but they, they did good. They're getting better. They're getting better. They're getting better every week. And um, I think, yes, FTR did carry a bit of this match. Which is why I was a bit disappointed about the, with the with the ass boys because they couldn't do that same thing. But uh, that's why I guess they claimed their champions and the ass boys are who they are, ass boys. So um, so I'm okay. I'm okay with the, that pick. Um, FTR versus the acclaimed was an entertaining match, and I think it was probably safe to say that that was the acclaimed best match ever. Mm-hmm. Right? I think you would right. agree with that. Yeah. So yeah, the acclaimed here. For Big Red's, uh, the acclaim versus FDR for Big Red's best match of the year. Okay, so now the controversy starts, and the kid crazy heat creating picks are going to be interesting here, especially for uh, our two co hosts that are not present uh, um, with us. Uh, I'll pick my worst. Oh, let's start with worst. Wrestler of the year. Oh boy. And he's the fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, he has a stupid gimmick. Uh, I know he was big on the, the internet and social media, but bro, now you've arrived to the big leagues and you fucking suck. Uh, I hate his voice. I hate his, uh, I hate his face paint. I, I, he never wrestles. And when he does wrestle, he gets squashed and he fucking sucks. I mean, they. He's done housing. He's done housing. Um, I, I, really, what a waste of of a uh, of a signature that was for AEW. He brings absolutely nothing <laughs> to the table. 
He's a uh, comedy uh, act. Yeah, yeah, he's a comedy act. Yeah, yeah. Go, uh, go, uh, go on Saturday Night Live. You're a comedy act. This is fucking where the big boys play right over here. Uh, it's WSAW. Uh. <laughs> he, he brings absolutely. I find he brings absolutely <laughs> nothing to the table. Uh, I know some people. Some people might say, "Oh, he brings maybe um, more of the of the internet wrestling fans to the table," but uh, I I don't I don't agree. Uh, I would like somebody to give me metrics um, about like they do for other situations like MJF when MJF segment is on. We know how much um, the, the viewers or the ratings peak. I would like to see how bad they do when fucking this bum is on the is on TV. Um, <laughs> that's it. Uh, worst waste of, of breath um, of TV time uh, in 2022 is definitely... That's it. So my worst wrestler of the year in 2022 is fucking Dan Housing. Um, <laughs> and the my best, I think I've already spent too much um, too much spit on uh, because of my list spit uh, on fucking Dan Housing. So let me move on to the best wrestler uh, of 2022. And this I was really stuck between two guys. Um, I think MJF and Roman Reigns are definitely the top. Wow, the top two guys in the business right now. Well, yeah. they're both cha- they're both the heavyweight champions. Um, I really, I really like MJF. Uh, I, I probably would like would say that I like MJF better than I than I like Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. But Roman Reigns was champion throughout all of 2022. Uh, put on, yes, I know he doesn't wrestle a lot, uh, but that's part of the game. He's the top dog, so he 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 got the right to um, wrestle a part time schedule. Um, he had his matches were almost all good matches, so um, I would I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't feel right if I wouldn't go here with with Roman Reigns as the top wrestler of 2022. But a special shout out to MJF because I think he deserves recognition also. Very well said. So give us your. Uh, Worst and best wrestler of the year. What I was thinking, I was thinking, do I go easy and just pick someone that I don't like, or do I really dive in? So mm-hmm. I dived in. Oh, good. Worst wrestler. I'm probably gonna get heat for this, but <laughs> Moxley. Oh yes. Ooh. I don't explain. Please explain. Interesting. His proper his promos are shit. You know, all this shit moving are shit. His matches are boring. If he thinks that he's extreme, he doesn't know what ECW extreme is. Because what he does now is boring and it's repetitive. And I don't like it. Well, definitely, I'll give you this. He definitely, I definitely uh, support your uh, your statement about the promos. As they are his promos. Even though I think he's one of the best talkers in the business, uh, I think his, no... his promos are very recently, or like in the in the past months, um, are very they're, repetitive. They're are very repetitive, and it's always the same thing yes. he's saying, right? That I'm gonna beat you up, I'm gonna yeah. lick your blood, and blah, blah, oh, blah, blah, I hope blah. so. You're a wrestler. You're not gonna uh, play Barbies. Um, now his matches, I'll agree no. a bit less because he's. I think he 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 could put on both both um, good technical matches. And no. put on more of the street brawling um, 
matches style style of matches but i'll definitely agree with the promos that he's been disappointing uh, recently um now the point all the way to go i don't know if being shitty or being repetitive promos recently in the past few months is enough for um that i would bring him that i would make him one of the worst wrestlers of the year but i respect i respect i, re I respect that it's your choice and i understand where you're coming from also because i do i think we talked about this last week with the jlb where um the promos are definitely starting to sound always the same shit you know so um maybe innovate a bit i don't know um i was gonna say something stupid uh, so i'm not gonna say it but um maybe he should try to find his creative um juices juices yeah. again um so uh maybe take a few weeks off take a vacation with the vacation he was supposed to take after all out uh maybe it's time you take it and then maybe reflect on what you can bring to the game once you come back um because definitely the promos you're, you're starting to uh be repetitive and it's always the same thing we need maybe a, a innovation here and a reinvention i don't say you don't need a new uh a new moxley or do like jericho does that he reinvents himself new characters and new stuff all the time but maybe uh, like a new a new twist to to him mm -hmm. um maybe a full-blown heel turn like instead mm -hmm. of walking the line of being an anti-hero uh being uh being walking the line between heel and face maybe a full-blown heel uh turn would uh, give him rejuvenate um his uh his uh, aw stint here yeah. because i definitely think he i definitely think he needs um he needs a boost here but to go all the way to be one of the worst wrestlers where i think he was um he was champion for quite a bit well he carried that championship uh when, the interim championship when uh cm punk got hurt so um okay it's a bit it's a bit i think harsh but i understand where you're coming from uh and i respect and i respect it so that was your worst wrestler of well, that the was year. One of, that was one John of them. I had, uh, that was one. Of, I had another one, but we'll stay with that one. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Give me your best. My best. Again, I could have went easy and just say Seth because whatever Seth touches is gold. Mm -hmm. But I'm going with Rhea Ripley. Ooh, that's um, that's a good pick, actually. That's a good pick. What do you yeah. what what have you seen this year uh, from Rhea that's made you? Uh, Go with her as your best wrestler of the year. There's not that many women wrestlers that we could say that when there's a stable, that the woman is could be a leader of that stable. Yeah, Ripley can. She definitely can. She definitely proved that she could because um, yeah. she's doing it. Mm -hmm. I think, like we've said earlier today, without Rhea Ripley, uh, Judgment Day collapses. Mm -hmm. Um. She's put on some great matches. She's mm -hmm. had a great year uh, coming back from her little uh, health issues. Um, that's, creative that's, juice. <laughs> that's, that's, that's JLB with that love. That's how we know it's JLB. Um, Mr. A.K.A. Michael Cole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mox definitely needs to get those creative juices going again. Um, but yeah, I, I respect, I re definitely respect uh, Rhea Ripley as a pick for best wrestler, um, best wrestler of the year. I think... Uh, I think it's fair. She's definitely been one of the top women wrestlers of the year, guaranteed. And mm -hmm. all around, like we just said, she has been carrying the Judgment Day. So she deserves a bit more weight uh, in that category. Uh, she she also would, I would like to see in 2023, uh, a nice little uh, wrestling um, uh, championship run from mm -hmm. Rhea. Yeah. So um, I'm definitely down with that. It would be a, it would be time. She's, she's, um, 
she could I think she she has the credibility to carry the women's division here in the oh, in 100%. WWE. So um yeah that's that's a very good pick very good pick um uh definitely definitely well deserving uh for Rhea. so um yeah so that was our um our year in review and our picks for best worst pay-per-view feud match and wrestler of the year 2022 and that's our pick maybe a bit controversial in some uh, in some aspects um but that's what we're here for if you guys don't agree you guys are always welcome to to interact with us and tell us who are your picks for best and worst wrestler star feud pay-per-view match of the year 2022 because next week we're technically still in we'll still build uh, we're we will technically still be in 2022 mm-hmm. so if you listen to this on um, off the live um when we're uh, when we're not live so then you can <laughs> definitely uh come here and jump on jump with us on next week around six o'clock 6 p.m next thursday uh where we'll be doing our rundown and you could say hey uh your picks last week were uh were shitty and these are my picks and uh mm. we can debate them so um that's it so a uh, quick reminder here before i take us home um we have the the royal rumble royal rumble watch, yeah watch party which we are calling the rumble bash at the Portuguese Community Center in Montreal's East End on Hochelaga 9515 Hochelaga Street, uh, which will be on a, it's a Saturday, January 28th. So a lot of people, not to be mistaken, uh, it's on a Saturday this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be, we will be serving uh, drinks and, uh, and food. We will be also the, the bash, I mean the bash, the rumble starts at seven, if I'm not mistaken, uh, but we will be, recording our our podcast yeah. a special edition uh, episode of our podcast at the on location so um probably will be starting around five o'clock maybe yeah. so just uh, just uh, so we have enough time to get through everything so uh we'll be recording you guys are more than welcome to come for the recording also of the podcast we'll be open we'll be already serving uh, the foods and drinks um maybe drinks you guys could join us you could, could join us on the podcast and yeah. uh, come and give us your opinion you guys are more than welcome uh, we just like maybe give us a heads up so maybe we could uh, logistically maybe prepare better for what we need uh, to uh, to prepare for. Uh, so just give us a heads up on if you're thinking of coming. You know, it's okay if things happen last minute and uh, you end up not being able to come. It's all good. It's not a reservation, not asking you for any money. It's free uh, entrance, free entry. So uh, just maybe a heads up, hey guys. I'm uh, me and my friend. Uh, we're we're planning. Uh, we're planning on coming to watch the the rumble with you guys, just so we could basically prepare and have an idea about how many people will be uh, with us on location. So that's uh, the Royal Rumble Bash, the Rumble Bash at the, the Portuguese uh, Community Center on Hochelaga Street uh, on January twenty eighth, with the Rumble starting at seven. We'll also be doing probably a pool uh, yeah. where we'll be putting all the entries in the hat, all the the number the one to thirty in the hat, and. Um, then we'll be picking that, and uh, we'll figure out the, all the, the exact rules um, in the upcoming weeks. Um, so that's it. That's for the Rumble Bash, the plug for the Rumble Bash. And um, as for me and my co-host, Big Red, and our two other hosts that are not present with us, JLB and Big Jeff. So we say Merry Christmas to all of you that have been um, listening to us 
and supporting us from day one, which is mm -hmm. over a year now that we've been uh, Wrestling Talk Now podcast has been going on. I would like to thank you all for coming and supporting and commenting and interjecting with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. More than welcome. We'd like even to see more of it. So don't be shy. Interject. I wish everybody a Merry Christmas all around from me and from the boys here at Wrestling Talk Now. So if you want to follow us, yes, we have uh, our little uh, accounts here. Just look for WTN Wrestling at mostly all uh, social media accounts uh, with except uh, on Twitch where it will be WTN underscore Wrestling Talk Now. So you guys are free to follow us there um, and interject with us. So for now, until next week, see you next time.